We're going to be playing commercials too on on the other platforms. We couldn't get TikTok to work on the streaming device, so during commercials, it might be a little awkward. Awkward, a little uncut. Facebook censors you, so. Alright, I think we're. All right, Corbin, we're live, baby. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vols Deep Podcast, uh, first live show. How bad we're gonna screw this up, Corbin? Uh, it could be pretty bad. It could be pretty good. I don't know. We'll find it out. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to see all of our comments here. Hey, what's up? We're like out of view on TikTok. Like, no, no, there ain't no way to fix it. We're going to be messing sc- everything up. Scoot on over. Well, we just got done talking. At the, we was about to start earlier, but we just got done talking to Craig Colquitt, Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers, the father of Dustin and Britton Colquitt. Um, great careers at Tennessee, all of them. Dustin was a Super Bowl champion with the Chiefs. Great legacy at Tennessee. Let's see. I can't figure out the comments. For Facebook? Yeah. Make two tabs. Like, make a separate tab and then just pick it up and scroll it over and you have two separate screens. Well, it was showing. Let's see. Oh, there it is. We good? I think we're good. All right, let's go. Let's get it. Go big or go home, baby. You nervous? Uh, I do NASCAR live shows all the time. I think I'll be all right. We are professionals, Corbin. Morgan County today. Check them out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're at the Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase today. Um, that's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Address is 410 Parkway. That's 410 Parkway. In Pigeon Forge, admission is free. We got some big, big things going on uh, today. Current players: Tennessee running back Dylan Sampson, um, Tennessee volleyball player Abby Eckler, also daughter of Coach Coach Eckler, who's a special teams coach and outside linebackers coach. Tennessee basketball standout DJ Jefferson is here, and he might be joining us shortly. 
Tennessee running back Jalen Wright is here. Former players Craig Colquitt, Billy Ratliff, Chip McCollum, Gerald Riggs Jr., Jarvis Rito, Troy Fleming. Uh, basketball player, NBA player, Vincent Yarbrough's here. Ricky Townsend's here. John Edwards here. Loaded, loaded list. Loaded list, all autographs, pictures, is uh, $10 a person. Uh, you come also get some pretty neat collectibles here. Like, the, I've already went over and bought me a Tom Brady Funko Pop. <laughs> so I left my wallet in, in the car. <laughs> probably, well, before we get out of here, I better need to go do the same. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of sports cards, uh, helmets from any, any team you can think of. Obviously, autographs from, from current and former players. We got a big giveaway today, Corbin. That we do. We're gonna do a um, a giveaway on on our live, if we can figure out the comment section, and we're also gonna do a giveaway for a drawing here. Um, for the drawing here, we're going to Tennessee hat, tops chrome, MLB cards, two koozies, Tennessee bracelet, first edition, uh, eighteen ninety one Tennessee playing cards, some decals, a Tony Vitello decal. We're giving away a baseball signed by Kirby Connell, Andrew Lindsay, Carvis Tears, Austin Jazlove, Kobe Backus, and Jacob Bimby. And then for the for the online giveaway, we're giving away two Volunteer Club koozies, Tony Vitello decal, Tony Vitello signed baseball, Volunteer Club decal, also another pack of first edition Tennessee football cards, a hat. A pack of Panini Select Draft Pit cards, a Vol Daddy decal. Pretty good giveaway, Corbin. Pretty good giveaway. I mean, the women would be all over that with Tony Vitello on there. Oh yeah, I bet they're already hot and bothered. Hot and bothered. That's all I see on Snapchat. They they're like, Daddy. I'm like, you've never watched a baseball game in your <laughs> life, but you're sitting watching because of Tony Vitello. <laughs> and um, we're gonna break down um, a lot of things today. But first, we're going to talk about um, how about our Tennessee baseball team, man. Man, we play LSU tonight at seven o'clock. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, I think we, LSU. I think we'll beat them, but it, it's Wake Forest that worries me the most. Oh, really? You're yeah. already looking ahead. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking ahead, and that's bad to say. Yeah, that is bad to say. <laughs> um, hey, what's up, Ethan? Uh, man, I, I'm nervous, but. But I love it. Um, I love this team. I love that we're, we're finding ourselves early. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit more, the Fighting Vitello baseball team, in just a moment. We, got, we, have, we already got LSU fans in the comments. LSU fans, doubt it. Wake Forest or Stanford. We're on TikTok, too. We couldn't get TikTok to work um, on our streaming device. So we're having to do TikTok separate. We're going to break down ESPN's preseason top 25 power rankings. Where do they have Tennessee? We're going to talk about the new college football rules, which we hate pretty much, I believe. I, I'm not a big fan of the new rules, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> We're going to talk about a punishment. Um, I believe our viewers that keep up with us are going to like, like that talk. We're going to talk uh, Tennessee's SEC opponents in 2024. A lot of big changes. We have much more to talk about as well. Um, we might just break the city ordinance in Pigeon Forge tonight, Corbin. 
We might do Hey, Tennessee baseball going on. We might just do it. We might just do it. <laughs> Find the old boy down the road. We'll they, might, they might have to run us out of the, the convention center up here. But we'll be right back uh, after a message from our great sponsors. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, child care, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big time powerlifting competitions. For my power lifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it, you just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Heupel together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership Throw away the Planet Fitness membership. Throw away the National Fitness membership. And it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. All right, and we're back. We've got a pretty a pretty decent delay, so. But the comment section is working. We appreciate we appreciate everybody on YouTube and Facebook so far. I seen I seen that James where where Peyton was at the game, um, wearing the same hat that he wore last year, drinking him a beer. What a man! What a man! <laughs> For those of you just joining, this is our first official live show. We have no idea really what we're doing, but uh, we're, we're just doing it, Corb. Hey, we're going with the flow. Let's do it. We've got a pretty pretty big crowd here. Got got a few people standing around checking checking us out, checking Corbin out. Always, always. Uh, Corbin signed a few autographs, take, taking pictures with the ladies. You're damn right. Uh, if, you like, if you like what you see... 13 Rogers C is what you're looking for. Yep. If you like this man over here. You can follow that on uh, Twitter, Instagram, anything. 
anything. Uh, OnlyFans, he's gonna he's kind of stingy with that. He's he's gonna make you work work to get that OnlyFans username. Yeah, you gotta work for that OnlyFans. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, but let, let's talk about <laughs> Tennessee baseball. Um, so exciting. I mean, it's just exciting to be a Tennessee Vol right now. Um, unlike most most fan bases, we've been excited in literally every single sport, both men's and women's, all year. For me, uh, a couple of years ago with the Atlanta Braves, I loved the Atlanta Braves. Fans, this little kid, watched about Atlanta, every Atlanta Braves game since I've been 10 years old. And when they was in the World Series last year, going through the playoffs and everything, made the World Series, you're talking about going through hell. I was going through hell. <laughs> and, that, and now I've, I'm doing the same thing with Tennessee baseball because we have a legit chance. We're down the last eight teams. We have a legit chance to become the champions of college baseball. Swimming, golf, underwater basket weaving, um, man, it, it's, just, it's just great to be a Tennessee fan. We're the only school in America – to win a New Year's Six Bowl, both men and women basketball go to the Sweet 16, and both men and women baseball and softball team go to the College World Series. And we always beat Clemson. <laughs> what y'all doing out there, Clemson? Own, I thought you was some big old powerhouse school, you know. Own Clemson, we own Texas. Tennessee's the real <laughs> UT. Um, Tennessee baseball plays LSU tonight, six o'clock Central Time. LSU is 48 and 15 on the season. Tennessee is 43 and 20 on the year. The winner of that game will advance to play the winner of uh, Wake Forest and Stanford. Wake Forest is the betting favorite the last time I looked. Wake is good, but I will say I am more confident this year in Tennessee winning a championship in baseball than I was last year. I mean, last year, yeah, we were scoring 30 runs a game and winning what, 25, 30 wins in a row. And we had no we, – we never got, like, put in the dirt. Like, we were just confident all the time. This year we went through a tough stretch. Our players have realized, like, hey, we got to play if we're going to do something. And it don't hurt to go through a tough stretch. And that's helped us out a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about a roller coaster, man. Um, <laughs> this year for Tennessee, it's, it's just been rough. You know, going back to the first of the year – we were first, you know, to, you know, we're LSU and us, you know, that's what everybody was talking about. And we kind of we play LSU. We don't play very good. Um, Missouri embarrasses us, you know, the first series in SEC play. We sweep Texas A&M. Um, LSU, beginning of the year, the first one we lost five to two. The second one we lost six to four. Then we won the third seven to 14. So, so we're ready for Tennessee, LSU, round two. I think they kind of just mimicked, you know, last year's team too much in the beginning. But none of this matters now. What matters is, uh, you know, they did find themselves, and, and they found themselves at the right time. That they did. we got to get the bats going, though. Get the bats going and do smart pitching decisions. Yeah, um, so, so the tournament bracket goes like this, and then we'll get to some, some of our comments. Um, TCU and Oral Roberts played last night. Oral Roberts come out there. And then we got Florida-Virginia. Uh, Virginia really blew that game, and uh, and Florida took that one. So Wake Forest-Stanford play today at 1 o'clock. And then we've got TCU-Virginia in the loser's bracket. And then, of course, we play LSU tonight. 
Let's see, Ricky Wayne. Glad to see your DNM Fence Company sponsorship. Great work and service. Thank you, Ricky. Hey, Kim. Big Diesel Devin. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching. Um, so, so how you feeling about our chances right now tonight? Tonight, I'm confident. I'm really confident. If we get the bats going, but we can't make no uh, mistakes on the outfield. Yeah, I agree. I'm confident. Um, I'm really not trying to look through, you know, orange colored glasses, but this team is hot and they've, they have, you know, the best pitching staff in the country. Um, at one point we were like first in airs in the SEC, but we've cleaned that up. We're confident. We've got our mojo back. Tony's confident. He's calm. He's collective. As long as our bats ain't cold, um, we're going to be just fine, I believe. I believe so too. But Tennessee way is we play from behind ourselves. Yeah, we, we do, and I don't know, we, we need to rattle LSU's uh, pitcher pretty early, in my opinion. Um, do the base, base balls win tonight, Corbin? Yes. Got a yes. I got a yes, too. Devin says he's really – Corbin's taking more pictures. Uh, <laughs> Devin says he really enjoys listening to the podcast. Y'all are killing it. Thank you, Dev. I really do appreciate it, man. Comments like that help a lot. Um, so, so Tennessee has some pretty big changes for the 2024 season um, with their SEC scheduling. I know that some of y'all are thinking, you know, why are you talking about 2024? But you it's know, a big change. It's it's a big change, and for the ones that keep up with it, like the little details and the factors and to make it into the playoffs and kind of extending the season, it, it is a big deal. Um, the, f the first main factor is the Tennessee-Alabama rival stays the same. Um, we may not get the third week of October. I hope we do, but at least we have the game. It's a lot to comprehend. I mean, it's, it's, it's an all-new pretty much college football starting next year. SEC is going to one solid division. It's going to be tough winning a uh, SEC championship with one solid division. No more East and no more West. I'm not really a fan of it, but I understand it. But yeah, I mean, I love that we're that we're keeping the rival. Uh, this one has to stay, in my opinion. Um, just the tradition to to this rival has to stick. The second you – Oh, know, you're talking about Alabama. Yeah. You? Okay. For Alabama being third, week, third Saturday in October, if it is not third Saturday in October, that's kind of disappointing. You're going to be upset? I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. Yeah. It, I, you know, I want to keep it third week, but at least – I mean, at least we got it, at least. But I, I do agree. We it, have to play Alabama every year like – Alabama's one of the teams, and we will talk about the rest coming up, but they are one of the teams that is a legit rivalry game. And there's so many Alabama fans in the state of Tennessee that I just – honestly, I just want to beat their uh, ass. You know I mean? <laughs> Facebook's going to put us – I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so the second big thing is Coach Heupel, he's going to return to his alma mater, a place – he played at a place he won a national championship at, a place that he was a Heisman Trophy runner-up at. Um, he went back to coach for a stint. This matchup is going to be massive when Tennessee goes to Oklahoma. 
I can't wait to go to Oklahoma. Just show them what an SEC party is, like a Tennessee SEC party is. And Oklahoma does not know what to expect. But I will say this. This game's been a pretty good while in the making because what we played them back-to-back years, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Lost both times, but heartbreaking losses. But we wanted more as a fan base. Like, we felt like, and I felt like, we could actually beat Oklahoma at that time if we was given another chance. In 2015, we yeah, we, we really just screwed that whole that whole game up. Yeah. Um, that, that was – so, yeah, I'm still still not over that one. So this is almost on the board of a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Uh, Coach Hopple adds a lot to it. So yeah, I think I think it's huge. Uh, like you said, looks like we're going to to Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, it'd be a fun trip. Um, you know, Coach Talk says, you know, one game at a time. But you can't tell me that a competitive person like Josh Hopple does not have this game scheduled already, and it, it's going to be. Sw- you know, I mean, he was—he got fired at Oklahoma as a coach, and he was basically the fall guy. Yeah. For Stoops, so I mean, there's a lot of bad blood there. Um, and I, to me, it's going to be fun seeing Hype and Nico win in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, the the next change is Tennessee is going to add Arkansas to the schedule. It will be it will be a road game for the Vols. I'm okay with Arkansas. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I accept Arkansas more than I do South Carolina. Arkansas seems more of a fit than South Carolina. South Carolina's always been just a weird game to me, in a way. Just late in the season, it's South Carolina. Like, It's recently okay. kind of become a become a rival. Um, it, yeah, it recently has, but, I, I mean, you know what I mean. Oh, like, I know. It's, growing up as a kid, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're playing South Carolina this week. Until Spurrier went there, to me it really didn't mean anything you know but it was sweet even when he was there i just to i don't know to, to me it was sweet when spurrier was there just because well, i mean we basically like sent him into retirement <laughs> i just i never had the feel for any south carolina game even when spurrier was there it's uh well the i want things for sure there's gonna be a lot of feelings uh when, when they come to kneeling this year oh that, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a wild game this year like probably the second Biggest party in Nealand and Knoxville that night's gonna beat South Carolina. Yeah, I, I like the I like the Tennessee Arkansas game. Uh, it kind of used to be like a little bit of a rival, you know, back back in the day. Uh, Arkansas had some really good teams. Uh, I like Coach Pittman. Um, I think the worst part about this is just having to travel travel west. But I'm all for it. The Florida rival continues per usual. I'm glad. Just like Alabama, Florida is a. Uh, when you think of Tennessee football, you think of three teams, and there's Alabama, and then there's Florida. Yeah, I'm I'm not like super surprised, but just a little surprised. I thought that we was gonna lose this one. Um, just a feeling, but I'm good with it. Um, let's beat up on them while they're down. It's time for it's time for Tennessee to start their own streak. What's all them Florida fans? Real quick, where, where's all them Florida fans? All you Florida fans out there, like five. Six, seven, nine, ten years ago, like I love Florida. They're, they're the greatest thing of all time. And then, uh, sorry, technical difficulties. But all where you, are you at, Robin Shelton? But all them Florida fans. Everybody, everybody was a Florida fan there forever. Yeah. And 
you don't hear nobody be a Florida fan now because they jumped off the bandwagon, jumped somebody else, and a lot of them jumped over to Tennessee. They're like, I'm a new Tennessee fan. He's calling you out, Spanky. Uh, <laughs> Where is Spanky? Yeah, I heard he's getting married this this weekend. I heard he was in jail. Hmm. I heard he's having a baby this weekend. Oh, Spanky, you doing all kinds of things this weekend? <laughs> He's a, he's a jack of all trades. Tennessee and Georgia, a topic we kind of dis- disagree on. Um, it's a game I definitely thought we would lose, but it's still in play. I'm glad we still got Georgia just because, I mean, when it comes to the college football playoffs and the wankings at the end of the season, if we compete with Georgia and we lose, I mean, if we're very close, we're going to be in the topic conversation. If we Beat Georgia, definitely. We want to beat the big power teams to show that we are we deserve to be in the conversation to go to the college football playoff. That's the way I see it. Now, when you get injured and uh, you go through them, like you got to play Georgia, Alabama, and all these teams in order, I understand. But I'd rather play Georgia knowing I have a – better resume when it comes down to the at the end of the season than not yeah i mean like i really didn't care which one we lost but from like a, a like i'm not like an analyst type view um i don't know i just kind of want what's best for the team i want to stay healthy you've got you know the ohio states and even georgia the last few years they don't play anybody and then they're just they're fresh they're ready to go is from a fan standpoint yeah i mean i want all the all the big games they'll throw at me. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I just want to stay healthy, and I'm just sick of us getting like getting beat up all year. And then, like last year, you know, we were playing walk-ons against Alabama. Um, I mean, they got the job done, but Tennessee should not have to do that. Um, I don't know if if Tennessee, like, if we wasn't going to a 12-game playoff, I would probably be very upset. But with Georgia on the schedule, Tennessee can still go to the playoffs. You know, with, with it going to a 12-team, but. I'll tell you who don't care, though. That's Josh Heupel. Yeah. He don't care. Um, put, put whoever in front of him. He's, he's strap him up, baby, and, uh, and, beat the, and beat the vacuum cleaner in Georgia. Um, we got, well, we got some uh, TikTok. Got some, got some comment. Ride or die Florida. Ride or die Florida. Well, I mean, if you are a legit Florida fan and you've stuck with them, I will respect that. Mm-hmm. But it's just to the people that just like goes from team to team to team to team. That aggravates me so much. And that's for any sport. Jamie says uh, Mud Dog is gonna <laughs> gonna kick some names and take some ass. Waterboy quote. <laughs> I watched that movie the other day. <laughs> uh, Kimberly says South Carolina became a rival when Spurrier showed up there, and I, I agree with that. Um, that's whenever I really started caring about it, just because I loved. I love getting getting to beat Spurrier, but um, the the next change Tennessee adds Mississippi State to the schedule. The Bulldogs come to Neyland. I like Mississippi State. I ain't got much to say about it. I mean, they're gonna come Neyland. We're gonna beat. We gotta be censored on Facebook, so. <laughs> but we're gonna beat that butt. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good change. I wish Mike Leach was there though. Um, Imagine the offensive showdown between Josh Heupel and Mike Leach. Yes, Mike Leach. Now, they were very good friends. Uh, Leach coached Heupel at Oklahoma. Um, 
I don't know. The, the greats always leave us too soon, so I don't know. But I, I do like the Mississippi State matchup. Um, Tennessee and Kentucky, the rival stays the same. The invisible beer barrel continues. We need that thing back. We need that thing back. Yeah, we need it back. Um, it should have been kept, but I did see where Kroger Field is, is selling alcohol this year. Are they really? They are, so maybe. Georgia's still behind on the times. Georgia is very behind. I'll tell you who's got all the times caught up, and that's Missouri. If you ever go to a Missouri <laughs> football game up in Missouri, you don't even have to go and stand in line to order a beer. You scan a QR code. You pay with your phone, and you walk up, and you tell them your name and show them your phone, they hand you a beer to you. Is that just because they don't have any fans, or is their system just that good? Both. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love it. Tennessee needs to adopt something like that, honestly. I'm told of stand in beer line for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, South Carolina, kind of talked about that already, but it's going to end in 2024. Um. Uh, like I said, it was just getting good, um, but we're, we're going to see what happens this year. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wish we kept this and dropped Georgia personally. I know a lot of people is not going to like that, but from a health standpoint, I do. But we're going to get to see, as uh, Big Diesel mentioned, we're going to see Hypo Ben, Shane Beamer over, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we lose Missouri. Any we thoughts? What, losing Missouri? Yeah. Ah, it's Missouri. Easy. I wish we kept them just because it's easy win. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't really care about Missouri. I'm glad that we don't have to travel uh, up to that hellhole anymore, though. I am so glad. Like that is. No, nobody understands what it's like going to Missouri until you go to Missouri for a Tennessee football game, and you go like state to state to state to state with the interstate. And it's like, what are we doing over here? <laughs> James uh, Isbell says he can't believe Tennessee messed up multiple chances to hire Mike Leach. I agree with that. Me and yes. me and Jamie, who's who's comment on the YouTube channel, we was we used to work together, good friends, and we were we were fired up for the Mike Leach hire. And then I don't know, just just horrible higher ups. There would have been pirate ships in Neyland Stadium, you know, in the Tennessee River. Yeah. <laughs> um, so overall thoughts on. Um, on these changes the SEC made for 2024? It's going to be interesting to be in one division, and I don't know what to expect. It's, it's going to be a dogfight for that SEC title because it's no longer like seven teams and seven teams on east and the west side. It's, you're going to add two more teams. It's going to be 16 total teams fighting for the top two spots to go for the SEC championship. Yeah. Um the SEC, they done better than what I thought they would, honestly. Um, it was great that they made, um, you know, each SEC team, either Texas or Oklahoma, you know, that they're going to play each other. I thought that was very good. I love that Georgia actually has a schedule in 2024, um, and Tennessee isn't – I mean, look at Georgia's schedule this year. Tennessee is the only, the only competition they play, so I, I love that um, Clemson – or Georgia also plays Clemson in 2024. So, Do they? Yes. I didn't know so that. So bring it on. I, I hope that the, that the Kirby, Kirby train's about, about to die. Um, like I said, my only complaint personally is I wish that we lost Georgia or Florida, but I'm okay overall. Who do you think got it worst? Oh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt got it worst. I actually have the uh, teams wrote down for that. Let me see you out here. Yeah, Vanderbilt has to play Tennessee, 
Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Texas, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Missouri. And for Vanderbilt, <laughs> that is brutal. They, they said that they went by winning percentages for the past 10 years to match people up. And I looked at that, and I was like, what did Vanderbilt do to them? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of – I got Vandy on my list. I think Bama got it really bad. Um, Auburn and Georgia, they do come to their place. And they got Missouri and USC Junior, which really don't matter. But they've got to go on the road to LSU. They've got to go on the road to Oklahoma. They've got to go on the road to Tennessee, and then, and they've got a basically a home game with Vanderbilt. I thought that was that was notable, but not just from an SEC standpoint, but you know, like pure SEC games. But from an overall standpoint, Florida in twenty twenty four has the worst schedule of anybody, and because all right, Kentucky comes to their place, LSU comes to their place, Ole Miss comes to their place. Texas A&M comes to their place. They go to Mississippi State. They have to go to Georgia. They have to come to Neyland Stadium. And they have to go to Texas. Aside from that, they've got Miami. They've got UCF, which is no joke. UCF's a great football team. Um, And then they've got Florida State. So the only easy game for Florida in 2024 is Sanford. Like Sanford, Georgia? Yeah. The Bulldogs. The bull, the, yeah, the real Bulldogs. Uh, man, 2024 will be Billy Napier's last season in Gainesville. Mark it down. Um, he might not even make it all the way through 2024. I don't know if he makes it through this year, the way it's looking. I, I don't either. So, uh, who do you think got, got, the easiest, got the easiest schedule? I put Arkansas. But it, it was tough making the easiest schedule because SEC did make it fair. I mean, it wasn't like they gave everybody like a good team or a bad team altogether. They made it pretty fair, I'll, so I'll give them that. But I put Arkansas, I mean, they got to play <sighs> Texas A&M, Missouri, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee. Them some – at the moment, some mid-teams. and But by this time next year, it could be completely different for Auburn because Auburn's always an up-and-down team. You don't know. Auburn may be trash this year, next year. They may be the best team ever. Right. Yeah, I think uh, for, for me, Texas A&M got by the easiest. Um, they play Missouri. They play Texas, Arkansas, and LSU at home. They go to, they go to Auburn. They go to Florida. They go to Mississippi State, and they go to South Carolina. So there's no Bama, there's no Georgia, there's no Tennessee. Um, to me, that's not bad at all. I think somebody might have bought some bought some stock in uh, Jimbo Fisher or something. Poor old Jimbo. Does Jimbo make it at the end of the season? Like, at the end of the year, does he got a job next year? Like it depends if, uh, if that oil money, if some of them people want to come off some of that and buy him out, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know he's under this massive contract, but he is tanking so bad. They definitely helped, they definitely helped, helped Jimbo out, in, in my opinion, um, by, by giving him this 2024 schedule. Um, check the comments. Jamie, I really want to read that comment on YouTube, but Facebook will get me in trouble for reading that. 
Mr. Jones, go Vols. Thank you for the comment. Anything on TikTok? Uh, Colin said uh, we choked our season away. We did do that. We did sure. do that against South Carolina. I ain't going to say nothing about that, but we still went 11-2, and two, which is the best season we've had Tennessee football since we won the championship in 1998. Yep, year two coach, Josh Hoppe. I mean, yeah, what could have been is crazy um, to, to think that year two we're – we're in the college football playoff, but um, I, I, I'll I'll take it. If it if it I mean if you had talked to me three four years ago, like any, any time in the past fifteen years, like eleven and two season, like that's a dream. Yeah, and it's been a hard long process, but we are finally getting to what we need to be. Yeah, I agree. It's time for another short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about our live giveaways again. We're going to talk about. Um, the trivia questions for our listeners on here. We're going to do a raffle giveaway for the people who you're coming by to see us here at the Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase in Pigeon Forge. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. It's the Vol Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the volunteer club. You should already be a member. But here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend. I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. Trident HydroClean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident HydroClean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching. Let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 387 1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. All right, we are back. We're back just like the big orange, baby. Let's go. 
uh, you know, just like Chad from the Fairview Union, that, that opening song. Awesome, man. How many times do you think that we uh, that we played that song at our tailgates last year? A lot. A lot. I love that song. I only um, remember about half of them, though. I'm not sure how it's not went viral, but I'll keep it for myself, I guess, and we'll keep it for, for ourselves. Um, it's so nice of him to let us do that. Make sure y'all check out the Fairview Union. Uh, we're going to do some giveaways for the ones that are just joining. Um, the first giveaway, we're doing a, a giveaway for the people that's here at the Tennessee, uh, sorry, at the Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase. Uh, that's going to include a Tennessee hat, some baseball cards, two koozies, a Tennessee bracelet, uh, some Tennessee cards going back all the way from 1891, some decals, um, a Kirby Connell, Andrew Lindsay, Carvarius Tears, Austin Jazlove, uh, Jacob Bimby, the Tennessee baseball team, signed baseball. Um, the one that we're going to give away for our live show will be uh, done by trivia question. The first one to comment will win it. That also includes two koozies, Tony Vitello decal, volunteer club decal, 1890 Tennessee football cards, a hat, a pack of Panini select draft pick NFL cards, a Vol Daddy decal, and are you ready, Corbin, a Tony Vitello signed baseball. That's a dang good giveaway. It's a pretty, right pretty good giveaway to answer a, answer a question. We'll do that towards the end of the show. Um, let's dive right in. Let's break down ESPN's preseason top 25 power rankings for the 2023 season. We can talk about, you know, if, if we like where they are, if they belong or not, are they too high, are they too low, just right. And you all let us know in the comments what you all think um, as well. Tommy Lee Francis, thank you for joining, brother. Ethan Bradshaw, how many notes up, Corbin Tommy? already take? Corbin is the note taker, baby. Tony Vitello has Vol in his last name. That is a great point, Mr. Jones. Um, I bring the stats. Okay, so number 25, ESPN Top 25, Wisconsin. I'm actually surprised, honestly, that they're ranked 25th. Usually Wisconsin starts out every year like around 10 to 15 ranked, some, sometimes 5 to 7. Mm -hmm. But they're still not 25th. But they do have a new head coach and a new defensive coordinator that they brought in from Cincinnati. And uh, I don't know much about Big Ten football, but I always know Wisconsin's always pretty good. They always have a good, they always have a good offensive line. And defensive line. Yeah, they're kind of, kind of a fundamental team. Um, I, I like Wisconsin, but I'm going to say overrated right here. Um, I know they've got a new coach, Luke Fickle. He's a good coach, but it's year number one. Um, they went seven and six last year. They were four and five in the Big Ten last year. Um, they do return eight on offense, but I'm not giving them a, a participation trophy just because they hired Luke Fickle. Um, I, I wish them the best, but I, I don't. I don't have them at 25. I think Wisconsin will be okay. I mean, they did, they brought in a transfer quarterback from SMU. He had 7,152 yards and 72 touchdowns in three seasons, which is not good. But the first season and a half, he didn't play. Right. So. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, like I said, Wisconsin is always that team in the Big Ten I'm kind of pulling for. Um, They're a good three to four team. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll you know, the, I don't know. I like Wisconsin. I just – I don't think that uh, it should be given already. Number 24, our, our good friends up north, Kentucky. 
Kentucky last year, they didn't live after the hype. But I'm sure Mark, hey, Mark Stoops got Kentucky going in the right direction. I will say that. Kentucky, it is not Kentucky football that Kentucky football was 10 years ago. So, I'm yeah. going to say they finished fourth in the SECs. That's probably that's probably a pretty – I'd say three or four is probably a solid. Them in South Carolina would determine who finished third and fourth. I agree. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by the 24 ranking, to be honest, just because the last couple years all, we, all we've seen is ESPN just drool over KY Jelly. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're underrated this year. I think Stoops rebounds. Um, now, now, they're at their ceiling with Stoops. They're not going to be – and they are what they are. You know what I mean with, with Stoops? It's, but. It's, um, I don't know they returned eight on offense, six on defense. They brought in Devin Leary. Uh, the he's a really good, you know, really good. He's really good last year at, yeah. at NC State. Um, but their offensive line is the biggest biggest concern. I mean, I'm not a Levis fan, but he did get he did get pretty pretty banged up last year. So they've got to fix the offensive line. But for me, I've got him around I don't know 15 maybe 15 to 20. No, I'd put Kentucky. I'm surprised, actually, Frank, to be honest with you. Really? Just start the season. Okay. All right, then. We uh, we disagree there. And next, we've got at 23, we've got UTSA. Those giveaways. And this is the one that – sorry, Corbin's interacting with all of his fans. I'm yeah. just kidding. Well, they was curious what we were doing. <laughs> I'm just aggravating you. Uh, but 23, UTSA, the Roadrunners. What have we been saying for weeks, Corbin? UTSA. I love UTSA. Like, UTSA's been a program in football since 2011, and they've done it the right way. And, yeah, they're like the CUSA, but they got an undefeated record against the Big Ten Conference. And when they play other teams in, like, the SEC or whatever, they compete. UTSA is not a team that you throw under the bus. And their coach is actually uh, – 30 and 10, and he's entering his fourth season. And they were taking nine players from last year on the defense, including on the offense quarterback Frank Harris, who last year threw for 4,063 yards and 32 touchdowns. Now, they haven't won a bowl game yet, though, and four in bowl games. But UTSA is a real threat in college football this year. Not to win like a national championship, but you're going to be seeing UTSA a lot this year. Yeah, I mean um, they could beat Texas. I, I do agree with that. They they are always sneaking up on somebody, and I'd say seventy five percent Tennessee fans are looking at this game as just a no, you know, like we were playing Austin P or something. And it's not that's not the case. Um, it's, they're not a community call. I mean, they're they're very good. They're and, a very good college athletic program, basketball or mm-hmm. football. Like like you like you just said, you you just don't. You look at them like, oh, we're playing Tennessee Tech this week. You look at Texas Antonio, and a lot of people look at them like that, and they'll come out and they may lose, but they're going to lose by three points. Yeah. Or they may win. Yeah, they uh, they return a lot of players, and I, I like them at around 23. Um, 22, Ole Miss. It's kind of low for Lane Kiffin. I wonder what Lane Kiffin likes of being 22. 
I'm sure he's tweeted about it. I'm sure. I'm point. sure he's got like fifteen thousand tweets going on at the moment. He's probably watching the show, like chipping at the bit. Like <laughs> I see some Tennessee show. I'm going to watch that thing right here, right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, hell. Last year they started seven zero, and then they what went uh, one and five to finish the rest of the season. Yeah, they were. But the the schedule was very very weak. Like the you know what I mean. The the first seven were. Like they got their easy SEC games out of the way, but starting out last year, everybody was was on the the lane train. I will say this: they start the season this year on a tough note. They start they face Tulane. Mm-hmm. Tulane's no pushover, right? Come, like yeah, they're they're coming up. They're yep. coming up. Uh, then they got Alabama, LSU, Arkansas. So they got some pretty some pretty mm. tough tests starting the season off. It's not no. Like ten, like it ain't no cupcake game starting off. <laughs> yeah, last year, I mean, eight and five, uh, regular season, four and four in the SEC. But Lane Kiffin has brought in six new assistants. Um, he struggles trying to recruit in NIL, but he does really good in the portal. Um, Lane's going to put up points; he always does. But but can his defense um, can his defense stop anyone? So I think this is about right for Ole Miss. We got um, we got some uh, TikTok some, people. Chiming we're in. live on TikTok too for the ones that's just joining. So we, it's, it's a separate separate service. We couldn't get it to stream all together. Delia said, "Hey, go Vols! Go Vols! That's what I'm talking." We got some over here too. Let me scroll up a little bit. I missed a couple. A uh, user three we nine and a bunch of numbers said, uh, "Hey guys, it's game day. Yeah, it is game day. <laughs> it is game day. It's, Dalton a, it's Roberts, a big game day. Dalton Roberts says Mark Stoops has had Kentucky going in the right direction since he got there. <laughs> Laughing emoji. Um, that is that is very true. Uh, but they have improved a lot under Stoops. Ohio State and Michigan play no one all year, every year, and play each other the last week of the season. They should cross-conference schedule games one, at least with the SEC and Big Ten each year. I do like that idea. And I, when we was talking about coaches in our in our pre-recorded show, that's kind of what we talked about, was we would like to see some of these big-name coaches, you know, play an actual schedule and, and then see how good they are instead of just, like, slobbering all over Lincoln Riley and, and people that don't play. I mean, he, he got scared and left, you know, just because yeah. he was they was going to come to the SEC. Uh, Tammy Rice says, Go Vols. On Facebook, Mr. Jones on YouTube says, Tulane beat USC in their bowl game last year. Okay, number 21, North Carolina. They got, well, they got Mac Brown as a coach. And I don't hate Mac Brown. Mac Brown is a legendary college football coach. Mm. I mean, his career record in college football is on a different level. National champion with Texas. He was unreal at Texas. But he's at the end of his career. And, I hate, and it was weird when he took the job in North Carolina, honestly. I was like, Mac Brown? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, he's still around? Like, coaching, trying to coach or something like that? Like, What's going on here? And uh, I don't hate Mac Brown. I just think he's at the end of his career. And the thing about North Carolina football is, is uh, I remember in like 2011, North Carolina started like ranked sixth in the nation. Oh, they're going to be national championship contenders, and they got in all that trouble, and then they fell out, and they won like four games that year. Well, then again, like 2016, 2017, 2018, something like that, like that. North Carolina done the same thing again. Started out like top ten ranked, and then they just fell out again, and now they're starting. 21 ranked North Carolina I just have no faith in North Carolina football at all I I know 
how North Carolina's going to be. It's just it's the same thing every time. Oh, we're going to be good, and then all, something happens. Something happens, and North Carolina falls out. Yeah, I think I do agree. I agree for like for most of that. I really do. Um, they, I think they struggle with you know as the year goes on, just having the having the depth, you know. But yeah. Mac Brown is a great coach, and they've got Drake May, and Drake May is an unreal quarterback. Forty three hundred and twenty yard, twenty one yards last season, with thirty eight touchdowns, just outstanding. Um, the defense, they're returning eight starters. You're going to hate this, Corbin, but I like North Carolina around number 15. I don't agree with that. North Carolina uh, just – I like I like Drake May. I think they're going to – I like them. <laughs> Not going to happen. I'd make a bet on it. <laughs> uh, number 20, Texas Tech. I, I don't know much about Texas Tech. Uh, you know, coming in this season – they're always one of those teams that will come out and they may win nine games, they may win six games. They're going to have it made when Texas and Oklahoma leaves the Big 12, so they're probably looking at next year. But, I mean, if they got the players and the recruits, they may do decent. They should be. They should do decent. I remember when I was a kid, Texas Tech was a mm-hmm. bad team. When they had Mike Leach, they were a very bad team. And then he yep. got fired. Um they won their last – the reason they're at number 20 is they won their last four games and everybody just started throwing parades because they depleted – you know, beat a totally depleted Ole Miss team in whatever bowl game that was, the Dollar General Bowl or whatever. But I'm not buying the Texas Tech hype that much. Um, it's not a horrible spot, but I, I think they finished around 25 to 30. Um, we'll hit the comments – Real fast. Joey says, "I like I said earlier, I ate Burger King the morning we beat LSU in football. I ate Burger King this morning. Go Vols. I like it. I love it. Keep eating that Burger What are you guys predicting this year? I think 9-3, and three, go Big Orange. That's from Douglas Graham on YouTube. Um, we can answer that, Doug. I think 9-3 I think and three is the – I think nine and three is the floor for Tennessee football this year. I think anything below nine and three disappointment is a disappointment for me. But I, I think I think ten and two. That that's where I'm at. I'm at ten and two. I think I'm going to say the exact same thing that I said last year. Um, I think Tennessee wins one they shouldn't. I think Tennessee beats Georgia, um, and. I think Tennessee loses one they shouldn't, just like last year. Um, let's see. Mr. Jones, Wake Forest, North Carolina have been more consistent than North, the North Carolina Tar Heels. I don't know who Wake Forest QB is going to be, though. Um, Devin says Texas Tech uh, upset ca- – I think he missed – Texas Tech is upset capital next to Wake Forest. Oh, is upset. Okay, I got you. I read that wrong. My bad. Uh, I agree, Dev. Mr. Jones, Michael Crabtree was the last time they were any good. Yes, look up that uh, Look up that Mike Leach video 
the locker room spill. That was awesome. Michael Crabtree, good callback. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jones says 15-0. I love it. Robin Shelton says go Gators. How about that game last night? Robin, what I want to know, okay, we, we, how, I don't know how long you've been on here, but let me grab my notes. And we're going to go to a commercial after this, and then you let me know in the comments. Where is, where is that, Florida? Florida? For Florida, yeah. I'm trying to find my – okay. What do you think about the 2024 schedule, Robin? That's right here, I think. Because, yeah, my bad. I, I'm all jacked up here. Really screwing this one up. Yeah, because Florida yeah, – I did have it right the first time. Florida – Billy Napier's last year is going to be 2024, uh, Robin, because, listen, Florida's got the hardest schedule of anybody in the country in 2024. They've got Kentucky. They come to their place. LSU comes to the swamp. Ole Miss comes to the swamp. Texas A&M comes to the swamp. They go on the road to Mississippi State. They go on the road to Georgia. They go on the road to Tennessee. They go on the road to Texas. Outside of that, they've got Miami. They've got UCF, which is no pushover. Then they've UCF's got UCF's getting a lot. They're getting a lot better after even Hypo left. Yeah, even after Hypo left, and then they've got Florida State. So, Robin Shelton, I like you, buddy, but uh, go ahead and start looking for another coach because Billy Napier will not make it out of 2024. We got commercials. And uh, we'll be right back. We're going to break down the number 19 through 10 when we come back. Please follow all of our sponsors. Uh, if it wasn't for them, it would be difficult to do this show. They help us in more, in more ways than probably we even know. We have the best equipment possible because of our sponsors. So if you like our content, please, please show them some love. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. It's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 
ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865-360-6176. All right, and we're back. What's uh, up, TikTok? Comment section real quick. Hey, what's up, Uncle Eddie? Robin, what do you think? I'm waiting. Douglas from uh, YouTube says, if our pass rush is better than our defensive backs, oh, and our defensive backs perform better, I think 10-2 and two or 11-1 is possible because our offense is going to score points. I agree, Douglas. If we, uh, if we get a defense together, then, then we're going to be unstoppable. Mr. Jones says, can, can the College World Series end up with Tennessee versus Florida in the championship? Uh, I have to look at the bracket on that. Not, not 100% on that. Gators got the hardest schedule in 2024, Robin says. That will be his last year. Yes, it's going to be his last year. They've really put Napier through the gauntlet. I love it, though. Caden uh, from Facebook says, in the orange and white game, our defense seemed to improve a lot. What is your opinion on our defense? I think we can be better this year than last year. I agree with that 100%. I think we're going to be a lot better. And the biggest reason is, like, we do we do lose Byron Young, and then we lose Jeremy Banks. But Jeremy Banks on the field is awesome. Jeremy Banks in the locker room, totally different story. We lose Juwan Mitchell which is the same same scenario. The only person that we lose in the secondary um, was Trayvon Flowers. So, and, and I mean, you look at the, at the recruiting class, it's, it's pretty much all defense. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, I hope if our, if the people, you know, the players that do return, if they're not any better, I hope we just play the young ones. I mean, if, if we're going to be, you know, beat either way, just play the young ones and, and let them get – because they're good. I mean, we pretty much hand-picked our defensive backs. But we're going to get back um, into the 2023 ESPN Power Rankings. We're on number 19. We've also got some live giveaways coming your way. Got a lot going on here at the Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase in Pigeon Forge. Giving away a Tony Vitello signed baseball. We've got hats, football cards, baseball cards, decals. Ready to go, baby. Be ready for it. Number 19, ESPN has Tulane. Uh, last year, Tulane, 12-2 t- and, and two season, won the uh, American Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, with the, I saw – I didn't know this because it's hard to follow college conferences anymore because every year it seems like teams are switching. But Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston left the American Athletic Conference. So, that leaves Tulane with just pretty much in that conference a bunch of mid, very, very mid yeah. teams. And what they done last year, and they got quarterback Michael Pratt. He threw 27 touchdowns last year. Uh, I'm sure Tulane will just come back again this year. I mean, I, I, I think I saw they bought back like 14 starters or something like that. So, I'm sure they're going to be just as good this year as they was last year. It's just – when you switch 
when you have teams switch that many that many teams leave a conference, Tulane's going to be the one that's going to step up and lead the conference. Yeah, I, I like Tulane, I really do. But like you said, when you're in the AAC, like <laughs> you're just always going to have to prove something, you know. Um, I don't know. I think the rankings kind of close. They they do bring back six on offense and six on defense, but I don't know. After what they did last year, I do get I get the I get the ranking here, but you know they they've got a lot to prove in my opinion. Number eight team, we've got Kansas State. I like Kansas State. They've done a lot of good things here the past couple of years. I mean, Kansas State used to be like a joke football team, like. I don't know what the crew record is, but it's not nothing too impressive. <laughs> yeah, the only Kansas State I really remember is just like two thousand three. Oh yeah, when they was pretty good on like uh, the video games. <laughs> but um, oh well, they was good in like oh two to oh three years. Yeah, that's only. But they, ten and four last year, seven and two in the Big Twelve, which I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, Co- Coach Kleiman is good. They returned seven on offense, five on defense. I kind of like Kansas State to win the Big 12. Um, well, that's what I got down to. Yeah, is, uh, I mean, the, the Big 12 favorite. Uh, the quarterback uh, threw 1,633 yards last year, 15 touchdowns in seven games. Yeah. Um, and he's come back again this year. Yeah, I think they maybe belong a little bit a little bit higher on the list. You know, maybe, maybe around the, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 mark maybe. But but we'll see. Um, I, I, like, I like Kansas State. Um, number 17, we've got the Mighty Beavers, Oregon State. They done pretty good last year. I remember watching that last – who was they playing last year uh, in the last game of the season, like regular season? Was it U, USC, UCLA, somebody like that? Like, or maybe in, no, it was Oregon. They was playing Oregon. And they was down by like 21 points, and I like changed the channel, and I put it back on there like – Ten minutes later, and it's like tied up, and I was like, "What has happened here?" <laughs> and uh, but they got a transfer quarterback this year from Clemson, DJ. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to say that last uh, name. You or Lo- 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 uh, what I can't even say his <laughs> name, but uh, it'll be fun to see how he adapts to the Pac-12 system compared to the ACC, which shouldn't be much of a difference for him. To be honest with you, I consider the ACC <laughs> and the Pac-12 about on the same level, so. I think he'll excel in the Pac-12 personally, but I I don't know. I don't like Oregon State that much. I I kind of get sick of hearing about the Beavers. Um, I like the uniforms. They do have good good looking uniforms. I got Beavers in my pond behind my house. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're just kind of one of them teams that's always just kind of lingering, but never really actually do anything to me. But um, sixteen, we've got the horn, the horny toads, the horn frogs from TCU. It's a low ranking after last year, ain't it? It's kind of a slap in the face. Like I, I didn't. Ex- I, I expect them to be like tenth or something. Let's see here. Uh, they retain eight starters in defense. They got an Alabama quarterback, tra- no running back transfer. A five star at that, and bought in an Alabama wide receiver. Yeah, I like Sonny Dykes. Um, obviously made it to the national championship last year, but they only returned three offensive starters. Um, but it seems like Sonny Dykes, like history, he's either really good or he's really bad. And history typically uh, repeats itself. This is tough uh, for me 
They lost uh, their offensive coordinator to Clemson, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Hot take, man. TCU, they, they, they fall out of the top 25 before, like, week seven, week eight. They're in the Big 12 now, I think. Yeah, they're in the Big 12. Uh, eh, they'll be all right. Think so? Yeah, it's a Big 12. <laughs> Number 15, we've got Oregon. Bo Nix is still the quarterback. That's what I've got on my notes, too. I said, how is Bo Nix still playing college football? How many years has Bo Nix been in college football? It seems like 10. He's like the John Fulkerson of college John football. John Fulkerson, yeah. <laughs> college football. Hokey's probably here somewhere signing autographs or something. Haley's probably, he's probably practicing for the upcoming season. Well, he might be. He might be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. They finished 10-3, and 7-2 in the Pac-12. Uh, they did pick up some solid transfers. They lost a few as well. I think this is about right for Oregon. Uh, they're just one of them teams that don't, they'll never never beat the the big names. Um, just just Pac-12 football, and they've got I don't know one of them teams they just constantly got to throw in the mix. Yeah, it's about right for them. I mean, Oregon hasn't been elite in probably three or four years, and yeah. they've fallen off a lot. And I will say, I do think they will make a rebound at one point. But I just don't feel like it now is the time. There's a lot of elite teams in college football at the moment, and Oregon is just not one of those elite teams. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, coming in at number 14, ESPN has Utah. Going for three straight Pac-12 titles. Not, yeah. <laughs> I don't hate on Utah. I actually – I respect Utah. I like Utah. Like, out of all the Pac-12 teams, like, Utah's part they, – they are my favorite. Out all of them, uh, they do have quarterback uh, Cameron Rising. He's coming back this year. He's coming off a torn ACL, so that may be concerning. That's uh, what I've got as well. They they finished ten and four, seven and two in the Pac-12. Um, like Kai Whittingham is a he's a good coach, but just a lot of a lot of quarterback questions. Um, I honestly kind of look at them like I do Oregon. Um, they're better than a lot of teams, but they're just a team that's they can't beat a really good team. You know, when it when it comes down and they they can't ever change that narrative. It's just a it's just constant. They always have that one loss a year, like that one loss that hurts them. Yeah, and it's just like like Florida Florida last year. Yeah. And how do you lose to Florida? You know, that was the first game of the first season. First game, yeah. Um, that, they played terrible that game. I mean, yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's whenever the media started just that's what, going Utah crazy out, about Anthony Richardson. What was Utah last year? Start out. What they start out they like? Was, they fourth, was, yeah, they fifth, was, something like that. Yeah, was, I think it was around five. And them in Florida played, and it was what was it, sixty something, like sixty three to fourteen or twenty one or something. And I was like, Utah's in like Utah. What is going on? Yeah, and then uh. They come out the rest of the season and won, but, I mean, they wasn't playing nobody. But Florida wasn't the best team ever, like, no. last year either. So, I don't know. That's just a weird first game. <laughs> Number 13, we've got your favorite team probably besides Tennessee in college football, the Fighting Irish from Notre Dame. I'm sure, the, I'm sure they won't be 13 for long. They'll be in like top five. <sighs> ESPN will be like, Notre Dame's going to the championship. Notre Dame's going to the championship. And Notre Dame's schedule, like, look at – they play Navy, Duke, 
Central Michigan, <laughs> Wake Forest, Tennessee State, <laughs> Louisville, Tennessee State. <laughs> but they do play Ohio State and Clemson. Oh, we play, they play two big teams. They play yeah. two big teams out of the whole, they, they play ten ten teams that are badly division one. Yeah. And then they play oh we played well we played we played Ohio State and Clemson. And yeah. ESPN will be like, Notre Dame's like the best team in the country. They, they should be like top four in the college football playoff. Like, no, no, no. We go through this every year. Every year we go through this. Every year. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand Notre Dame. Every, yeah, it's, it's the same narrative, just nonstop. And like you said, I'm surprised they're not like the top five or something, to be honest. Um that, that's just how it always is. But they did bring in Sam Hartman at quarterback, which he's very solid. Um, you can be solid know. against. You it's can just, be solid against UTEP. It's just all about part- participation trophies with Notre Dame, and they do have a good fan base. They're yeah. They're, I mean, their fan base. They do. They do have a good fan base. But I mean, I've got I've got Notre Dame probably around like I've got them probably like twenty. You know. You know. If you want to watch like two Notre Dame games this year, Rudy. You got to watch. Uh, you got to pay five bucks on the oh, pe- the Peacock subscription service to watch another two Notre Dame games this year. Like, is Peacock like the like we've got SEC Network, ACC Network? Is Peacock like their network? Peacock's like <laughs> Peacock's like Netflix, but <laughs> oh, I know. It's just, I was I don't like Peacock because they stole the Office from from Netflix. Um, I love The Office. One of the greatest shows ever made. And I'm going to get so hated on the comments for saying that. I, I love, love The I Office. I love The Office. Number 12, Washington Huskies. Washington's just an odd team. I mean, you have, I mean Washington can be good. They can be bad. And they surprise you at times. And are a phenomenal team. But they bring... Uh, they got um, Michael Pence. He's retaining his quarterback. He threw 4,641 yards last year. But what's Washington going to bring to the table? I mean, yeah. the Pac-12, I mean, the way the Pac-12 works is uh, Utah is really good. USC, I will say, is pretty good. It's just Washington's not going to be in that mix. It's, you don't think so? The, the Pac-12 evens itself out. Like, if you look at the Pac-12 at the end of the season, all the teams is always, every year, it's like, well, eight, we're like seven and six, or we're six and six, or we're eight and four, and you got two top teams. Washington's just not going to be that top team. Yeah, they were 11 and two last year, um, seven and two in the Pac-12. I'm so sick of talking about the Pac-12. Uh, they returned seven on offense and seven on defense. They returned their quarterback. Uh, Phoenix Jr., yes, I said Phoenix with an X. I'm not being bad, I promise, Facebook, so don't don't cancel me here. I, I like this spot for Washington. Um, I think they have a decent shot to win the Pac-12. I don't think they have no shot to win the Pac-12. I, I really do. Um, let's hit the comment section real fast before we go to number 11. Let's see. Sorry, I've got a lot of scrolling to do. Robin says uh, Florida will go seven and five this year with five wins in 2024. 
Do you think that's a win against Tennessee or no, Robin? Douglas from YouTube says, I think you're right about Napier because you have to have better quarterbacking that he has now. Florida uh, won't have the patience for him to develop a high school player. Douglas also says, K-State is a well-coached team. They don't have much talent, but he gets the most out of his talent. Mark of a good coach, I agree. Jamie says, does, uh, does K-State still have the kid that bailed on Butch Jones at quarterback? I'm trying to remember exactly who you're talking about, Jamie. Uh, I don't know why that's not, it's not hitting. Uh, Mr. Jones said he had to leave the SEC to do anything. I agree. Big Orange. Go, go Big Orange, JL. Uh, Robin says Tennessee and Florida can play each other in the World Series championship if they both went out. Thanks, Robin. I've I seen the bracket, but I never even thought, thought to look at that. Well, you, you know, you were talking about Florida and Tennessee football uh-huh. there for a second there in the comments. I will say this. Florida and Tennessee plays each other harder in football than about anybody else we play. Oh, yeah. Like, Tennessee could be the worst team ever, ever, and Florida could be the best team ever, and it's still going to be a dogfight. And it yeah. could be the other way around, and it's still going to be a dogfight no matter what. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just, I mean, you could put a middle school – Middle school team in Florida jerseys, and they're going to play Tennessee good. Uh, Mr. Jones says in the trenches with the big boys, they can't hang. CTCU versus Georgia, I agree with that 100%. Mr. Jones said uh, Marshall beat Notre Dame last year. We got Spanky in there. Spanky. Always overrated. Oh, yeah, there's Spanky. It's, it's good to see that uh, that you can join us from, from far away. Hey, did, uh, how'd the wedding go this morning? Are you out of jail yet? Who bonded you out, Spanky? I heard he's waiting for the uh, Gentleman's Club to open up. He's like first in line waiting for the door to open. <laughs> Mr. Jones says Tulane beat USC last year. They're overrated. A lot of these Pac-12s and Big 12 schools because they know they have no chance to climb like an SEC school. Who goes on a run? 100% agree. They just like to give these participation trophies out to everybody. The Vols were unranked last season last year and climbed all the way to number one in the country, Mr. Jones says. Douglas says Michael Penix will have an outside shot at the Heisman. Uh, Robin says, you know, I'm always going to say we beat Tennessee. It's just what we do, but we will be the underdogs. Who, Robin, come on now. Who was it that said we climbed, we was unranked, but we went number one in the country? Uh, Jones. Uh, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Yes, that is a uh, – that was – that's impressive. That's an impressive feat. How many teams start unranked, well, unranked and go to number one in the country? You just don't hear about that. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think TCU, they was picked to finish like seventh in their conference <laughs> and made it to yeah. the national championship. They are um, around there. Um, okay, let's see. All right, now we've got – Tennessee. The Tennessee Volunteers come in at number 11. What do you think about it, Corbin? I think we'll be all right this year. How will he do? You like you like. I'm a believer, and I think Joe Milton, if if, it, if Joe Milton plays like Joe Milton, Joe Milton should. And I will say this for the live people that's watching for the first time that I've said in the past podcast, 
when we got Joe Milton in and we played him a few games and then from the next year to last year, what he improved for was amazing to when he come in and played them few games. If he can come in this year and improve from what he did this past year to this year as much as he did when he come in to that year, we got a phenomenal quarterback on his on our hands. He's through I think 144 passes, number one in college football, 144 passes, no interceptions. Yep, 10 touchdowns last year as a backup. Um, Tennessee 11 and two, obviously last year, six and two in the SEC. Returned seven on offense. Obviously, replacing Hooker, Hyatt, Tillman is going to be tough, but. Tennessee does it, in my opinion. I mean, it, it's impossible to replace Darnell Wright, but John Campbell is working hard, man. I mean, every single day, every night, he's there late. Sees videos all the time. Um, you know what? This is fine. Uh, three teams that Tennessee beat last year are in front of them going into 2023. Um, two of the three, Tennessee absolutely destroyed. Just let them sleep, Corbin. Well, leave them at number 11. That's fine. I love being the underdog. Yeah. This, this Tennessee, Tennessee plays the best from the, the backs against the wall. I agree. Mr. Jones has Joe Milton Heisman, 2023. I think he's number like number five, I think, is a Heisman favorite. The ball should be higher. They beat Clemson, so how is Clemson ahead of us? That is true. LSU is also ahead of us, and uh, Alabama as well. We'll talk a little bit about that. Robin says, hot take, Tennessee and Florida beat Georgia this year. I will say this. I think, I think Tennessee beats Georgia in Neyland. I, w- I want to see Fl- – I would love for Florida to beat Georgia. I would love it. I'd love it too. I used now, to I – used now to, now don't I get me wrong. It, I still hate Florida, but nothing in the world is more annoying than seeing a, a 60-year-old man bark – at on his si- hands and knees. At a, on his hands and knees at a five-year-old kid. With a leash on him. Yes. And, and some, somebody holding just him ima- back. Just imagine, people. All right. I've got a dog collar on, a spike dog collar. I'm 30 years old. All right. And I'm crawling around on the ground. And Corbin's got a leash. And I'm barking and he's trying to pull me back. Just imagine how, how D-bag that oh, is. Okay. Nice. Thank you, sir. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Good to meet you, man. Thank you. Oh, D. Oh, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> oh, you're good. Thank you. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I hate Georgia worse than Bama right now, as far as the fan base goes, and I hate them worse than Florida. So, get give me Florida over Georgia. I would be thrilled. Georgia about gave me a P.I. last year. They, they was honest, man. They was honest hard. I, I had a uh, – Well, them, them police officers, they, they took mine and Corbin's beer, said said we couldn't have it, and then they wanted to take a picture with us. Yeah. And, and then Georgia fans is walking down the street with beer cans with, in their hands. Yeah. But they, and they didn't do nothing to them. But they're like, you get, you got to get with that beer or you're going to jail. And I'm like, 
Then they're like, will you take a picture with us? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> me and Luke's like, no. Super troopers, baby. We, we are not taking up. No, we're, we're going on. <laughs> uh, JL on YouTube says expecting a big year from Milton. He's improved uh, from, from when he first transferred. Kimberly said we still have Brew, yes, and we still have Ramel Keaton. Everybody's sleeping on Ramel Keaton. I promise you that. Mr. Jones says Josh Hoppel has had a top 10 offense every year as a coach, eight years in a row, I believe. I believe that is right. I don't think he's ever not had a top 10 as a head coach. Probably not as an offensive coordinator either. Jamie says it all depends on Joe. If he can make the important throws, we're putting fear in everybody. I 100% agree with that. It's all between Joe's ears. If, uh, if everything's good between Joe's ears, then, uh, then watch out. JL says because they got dog. I can't say that on Facebook because we'll get in trouble. Devin, love your comment. Uh, F word, UGA, uh, and their 50-year-old barking men. Yes, 100%. Uh, God, I, we, could, we could sit here all day, I think, and talk about how ignorant Georgia fans are. Uh, Robin Shelton, okay, if Florida beats Georgia this year, does that give him a bye over a five-win? It would probably help. Um, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to please Florida fans. And I ain't sitting here trying to trash Florida fans, but y'all are like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. You all are like with, with how things are going. Like Tennessee – don't get me wrong, there's been some times that we didn't show up full, but Tennessee can go, you know, seven and five, and we're still selling out Neyland. If Florida's bad, you all do not support Florida. Uh, Georgia's the worst fan base of all time when it comes to handling success. Yes, and whenever – I mean, it took them like 40-something years to, you know, to have any success, actual success. And, man, I can't wait till Tennessee Tennessee takes that throne because we're about to <laughs> – we're we're about to probably become the worst, and that's that's fine with me. Um, we're gonna take another quick break. Stick with us. Make sure you follow the Falls Deep podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we're Falls Deep in that platform. Uh, stick with us. We got a big giveaway coming too. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. I'm a hundred thousand, can't get louder. Gators, come and get your song. Yeah, we'll be singing our song. We're all ball, bring it on. We're all Getting crazy on the Tennessee. We're tailgating, just waiting for that power tea. We're all ball, bring it on down to Neyland Stadium. Since July of 2021, our student athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Ball Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. 
These collectives are here to serve our student-athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program, and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange! Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, childcare, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big time powerlifting competitions. For my power lifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it, you just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Heupel together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership throw away the planet fitness members big orange concrete pumping they can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind they have one of the biggest line pumps in the state they take a lot of pride in their work and they're waiting on your phone call today their number is 865-371-3367 whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete make sure you roll with the big orange that's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and, and we're back. Um, let's get right into it. Number 10, Texas. The Brown, let me, let me make this very clear. The Brown team, they're not orange. Yeah, they're a weird color of orange. <laughs> uh Texas is uh, – they've improved the past few years. I will say that. They're going to the SEC next year. I know that's their big, biggest uh, thought process of everything. But this year they got to play Alabama in the second week. That's yeah. the second game of the season. And last year Alabama-Texas was a great game. I remember being at a uh, bachelor party watching that game. And that game is neck and neck. I didn't know if Alabama's going to win, Texas going. Yeah, the uh, Texas got to see what the Nick Saban treatment was in that game. God, the, the calls were the calls were brutal. But that game was in Austin last year. Mm -hmm. This year it's in uh, Alabama. Yep. yep, and then Texas, they uh, starting quarterback got hurt pretty early too. Yeah. So it was it was rough for Texas. Um, that, yeah, that is true because it reminded me of uh, 2010 when Colt McCoy got hurt in the national yeah. championship. Yeah, uh, Texas eight and five last year, six and three in the Big Twelve. They lost B. John Robinson to the NFL. They have to learn to win close games, um, like you said against Alabama last year. But I'm going to say this: every single game that Texas lost last year was seven points or less. Um, in general, like number ten's okay for me with Texas, but they should not be ahead of Tennessee. No, Texas should not be ahead of Tennessee by no means. Texas is uh, – I mean, Texas is Texas. They 
it's been a long time since Texas has been a very, very competitive team in college football. Like, when I say competitive, yeah, they win a lot of games, but I'm talking about, like, championship competitive. Right. I mean, Texas, expect they expect a certain level, and they should because Texas is – them and Florida is the two biggest high school recruiting yeah, recruiting, classes yeah. in all of football. But they should not be ahead of Tennessee. I feel like Texas this year – they're gonna. They will lose. They will win. They may. They may beat Oklahoma because it's like Tennessee, Florida. But at the end of the day, Texas, they'll end up losing against like somebody like Baylor, or they'll play like, as I think SMU's in there now in the Big Twelve, somebody like that. I mean, like it'll be some team that would should not beat Texas, and they'll go out and they they won't they won't yeah. play that day, and they'll, they'll end up losing. It happens every single year. Yeah, I think uh, like the biggest thing I think is lo- losing the close the close games. You're definitely right though. We'll see what uh, oh Sark Sark can do for him down there. Orange colored glasses, brown colored glasses. Number nine, we've got Clemson. It's low ranking for Clemson. I it's think, low. I, I think Clemson should be like close to like five or six. I mean, maybe four. I mean, Dabo, maybe, I mean, maybe they got, well, Dabo is, he's more focused on TikTok now, if you saw some of his TikToks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seen Dabo's TikToks. But uh, they bought in a former TCU offensive coordinator, Garrett Wiley, to improve the pass offense, which last year, I think I saw they was ranked 116 out of 131 or whatever in pass offense. Wild for Clemson, but they did have their troubles at quarterback last year. So, uh, yeah, based off last year, I think this ranking is is fair, um, just based off kind of what they did. But everybody's saying Dabo's down. Clemson is back next year, in my opinion. Uh, they stole TCU's offensive coordinator, um, and that quarterback. He was a freshman in the morning. He's going to be good. They returned eight on defense. And Clemson's defense was very, very good. Um, they were 8-0 in the ACC last year. This ranking's okay based off, you know, last year's season, but Clemson's going to be back in the college football playoffs next year. Let's say Clemson don't make the college football playoffs and they lose a few games. Is Dabo on the hot seat? I think so. I think so. I'll say this. I think um, depending on what – we could be. I mean, it's hard to predict what Nick Saban does, but I think Dabo or Lane Kiffin will be the next coach at Alabama. That's what I was about to say. I was going to say it, it is a big time right now for Dabo Sweeney. Like, yeah. you can lose, and uh, you can lose, or you can win. And if you lose and win, it's a big, big part of your future. Just because you win. You got a chance going to Alabama's next head coach. Yeah, you lose, you're in the hot seat. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the two. I'm gonna hit the comment section real quick before we hit number eight. Sorry, everybody. We had like people coming up to our stand over here putting oh, tickets yeah. tickets in the damn in the booth. Let's see. Sorry about this. We got a lot of comments trying to get through them all. Mr. Jones, what goes around comes back around. It's just Florida's time to be in the dumps. JL says Florida is getting all they deserve. I love it. 
uh, Aiden, hey, I love your channel. I'm Devin. St oh, hey, man, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, Florida Gators. <laughs> I got a question for you. Hit Find me out. with it. Aiden says you're tight. Before you wait some more comments. Okay. Hold on. Who do you think has a better chance of going to Alabama after Nick Saban? Kiffin or Dabo? Mm, I think Kiffin. I don't know why. Just That's just pure gut feeling, initial thought. I just think, you know, he's, he's already kind of – he was there already, offense coordinator. Do you think there's a chance? I, th I think Kiffin, not any SEC job, if he gets a better – I better opportunity. I mean, he's nonstop complaining about NIL, nonstop complaining about not having the resources and the money other other schools do. I think as soon as the opportunity comes that he can he can get that, then he's he's gone. Do you think uh Dabo within five years will not be coach, coaching Clemson but will will be coaching a certain SEC team like of any team? Um no, but I think – I mean, it's possible. I think I think Clemson and Florida State are the next teams to join the SEC. I do believe that – Clemson's already talked about that. I mean, we ain't talked about that any, but Clemson's talked about joining the SEC a lot. And, uh, I mean, if they want to join – listen, the way college football is going at the moment is you got this TV rights money and you got the conference money. And if you join a certain conference, you get the conference money, you get TV rights money, and every conference in college football signed to a certain uh, organization, such as ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, Notre Dame's NBC. I mean, you got CBS Sports, which is network, which is like CUSA and stuff like that. Money comes with that, and teams are trying to move their ways up. And I do believe that Clemson, if they wanted to, I mean, they could they could join this. The way it's going, I would not be surprised if the SEC was a 20-team conference, to be honest with you. And it kills me to say that. I do not know how you would do that, but there'd be a way they would figure out to do that because money's involved. They want, they want the teams and the programs in these conferences that's going to bring the money to the conference – and it's just – that's the future of college football right now. That's not just college football. That's college basketball. That's college baseball. It don't matter if it's NASCAR, wrestling, MLB, NBA, NFL. Everything right now is about money. And everything's starting to switch around, and it's getting to the point where here in about 10 years, you're going to have – it's going to be set. Everything's going to be set. And when it's set, you may have a 20-team SEC. You may have a 20-team yeah, there, Big Ten. There's going to be a super, like a, a big super conference. And I, I think eventually they're just going to say, hell with NCAA, we're doing whatever we want to do. The ACC and Pac-12 has already tried to do that. They, the ACC threw out a dance. They threw out a pitch say, we'll, we'll do like a super conference, and then the Pac-12 does a super conference, and then we play for our, our own national championship. And it's all because of TV rights money and what comes with the conference money and all that, which 
I understand. I don't. I I can hate on it all day, but I understand when it comes to money. Yeah, I don't. I hate. I don't. I don't like the direction it's going. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we get into the rules changes and stuff like that too. Um, Ralph says you guys are doing great. Go big orange. Thank you, Ralph. Um, and thank you for the the awesome hookup uh, yesterday. Let's see. The only team more overrated than Notre Dame is Texas. Um, hey, Tim, we're ranking uh, ESPN's top 25 college football teams preseason. Overrated Tennessee just dominated them in the Orange Bowl. I agree, Mr. Jones. Jamie says Texas better not start crying about them horns. Damn, baby. Uh, with Texas talent, they should win the Big 12. I agree with that. Uh, Clemson, Mr. Jones says Clemson's going eight and four. Uh, Dabo got it made at Clemson. Don't think he would want the pressure of the Alabama job. Just my opinion. Uh, let's see. Mr. Jones, NIL has exposed Nick Saban's coaching because the other teams are closer yes. than before when yes. Nick Saban had every five-star. I 100% agree with that, Mr. Jones, because all them dealerships that Nick Saban owns down there in Alabama. Saban hates NIL so much. He hates it. Boy, I mean, <laughs> he can't stand see, it. See, Alabama fans are weird, man. Like, you go to an Alabama game, half the stadium is just like these rich, sophisticated, like, you know, they're just so used to it. It's like, oh, well. I don't have to cheer. We're, you know, I, I, they're just they're just weird people. Uh, SEC is going to go to the NFL route, a 32-team league. Douglas Graham, do you think the Big Ten or the SEC expands next? I see, I see Big Ten or something trying to kind of copy, well, the, copy what the SEC's done. Well, next year the Big Ten's adding – Big Ten's going to be right there with the SEC because they're adding USC and UCLA. Yeah. And they already announced their conference schedules for next year, too. And I, I'll be honest, I hate it. Just because the fact that, for, for me, a conference schedule should be like the SEC is the teams down here in the south. That means I can be in Tennessee and I can travel to Auburn. I can travel to Alabama, University of Alabama. I can go to Florida. I can go to South Carolina. I can go to Vandy. I can go to Kentucky. Yeah, I hate I hated whenever they brought in Texas A and M and and Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. I, I didn't I didn't like that. I and, still I still travel from Missouri, and uh, it's a tough trip. And I cannot imagine for the Big Ten what they're doing. Like uh, they're adding USC and UCLA, and it's like, well, if you want to go watch from USC, and I think next year I think Penn State has to travel to USC. USC has to travel to Penn State. One or the other. I could not imagine. That's that's full country travel. Yeah. For a football game. That's that's not like driving distance, not even a little bit not a little bit of flying distance. It's it's right. it's a uh that's a full long cross country ordeal. Like I just that is not what conferences in my mind is, is for. Yeah, I, I agree. They're just it's just all right now it's just all uh, a pissing competition. <laughs> it, it's just um it's no, it's Number eight, let's let's get to Penn State. ESPN has Penn State ranked at number eight. Uh, I like, well, if, if you're new, you don't know, but I love Penn State. Uh, I think they got a great fan base. I want to go to a, I want to go to a game. Mm-hmm. 
inside the Nittly Line Stadium or whatever it's called. Uh, it seems like the a lit, legit crowd, always going crazy. Uh, Penn State this year, and they got a new quarterback in Drew Adler. I don't. They got 14 with Tony starters, though. Yeah. 14. Yeah, 11-2 and two last year, 7-2 and two the Big Ten. I, my, my biggest thing is can they finally get past Ohio State or Michigan? No. I, I, I don't I, think they do. I don't either, but I hope so. But, I mean, I, I like Penn State. I really do. But until they prove it, I mean, I like them around 10 or 12. And definitely behind Tennessee. Don't get by Ohio State of Michigan. They may get by one of them, but they won't get by both of them, for sure. Number seven, another team that should not be in front of Tennessee, that's LSU. Oh, Bon Kelly. I'm just – listen, I know LSU and Bon Kelly done all right last year. But <laughs> I'm not a believer in Bon Kelly. I'm just not. I feel like that is something just waiting to blow up. Like something at some point is going to happen. And it's going to blow up and Brian Kelly's going to be gone from LSU. Yeah, I mean, th- this is this is one good thing about about getting rid of divisions. LSU shouldn't have been in the SEC title game last year. I mean, it should have been it should have been Tennessee, Georgia. Um, but you know what I mean? So there's uh, you can look at the glass however you want to look at it, but Tennessee should have been in Atlanta. Brian Kelly, he's inconsistent, always has been. Uh, Daniels is good, I mean, especially towards the towards the last of the year. Um, they've got, got good wide receivers, and LSU's roster is always loaded. But, again, they should be behind Tennessee, and I, I think after last year, somewhere between 8 and 12. Um, number six. Alabama. Uh, I'm going to say that's a low ranking. I think Alabama should be like four to five, probably three, honestly. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's Alabama's Nick Saban. And, I, and I've said in this podcast that Alabama's on a downward trend, like Nick Saban is on a downward trend in Alabama. And he may be, but it's still Nick Saban in Alabama. No matter what, like – they're going to get the recruits. They're going to go out there and they're going to play the Alabama football. Like Alabama, since 2012, I saw this, I was watching TV the other day, and it's like, a, it's like what they got, like 160-something wins and like 12 losses or something, 15 losses since 2012. It's something unreal. Like you don't even hear that in any sports league. So – I think they'll be okay this year. They're going to they're gonna compete for a championship. Alabama will compete for a championship this year. There's okay. no doubt. It's a, it's a low ranking. They will compete for a championship. And when Tennessee goes down there this year, this year in Alabama, we're going to beat that ass. <laughs> I like it. 11-2 uh, and two last year, 6-2 and two in the SEC. But both losses were on the road, and both losses were last play of the game. So um, – is Satan on a decline? I think yes, but Saban's decline is still better than 95% of anybody else. So I think if they can get the quarterback position figured out, 
um, they will be in Atlanta this year. Anxious to see the new the new coordinators how they do, but I agree. I put I, I would put Alabama around number three or four, and then number five we've got Ohio State. They got some quarterback problems going on in Ohio State right now. I don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be, but Ohio State be fine. I mean, it's Ohio State. Yeah, uh, playoffs last year they should have beat Georgia. Um, should have won the whole thing if it wasn't for Ryan Day's horrible decision making. Like you said, big quarterback questions. Um, losing C.J. Stroud is going to be tough. Um, but they are loaded at running back. They are loaded at wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's an okay spot for Ohio State after last year. Um, number four, God, USC. USC done way better last year than I thought they would. I hate USC. I don't hate USC. It's just. I'm getting slobber on me all the way over here from ESPN. Uh, last year, of course, USC had Heisman Trophy quarterback. Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy. Lincoln Riley. As a head coach, he does have it in the right direction. Like before Lincoln got there, like USC was, they got down to about like a mid team. Like we may be ranked top 25, we may not. You know what I mean? Um, I think this is laughable. Uh, I don't. USC is number four because of two reasons ESPN's obsession with Lincoln Riley and their obsession. The Heisman voters' obsession with USC. God, I hate USC. I hate Lincoln Riley. That makes it even worse. Um, take your Trojan horse and take your Scotty McCreary looking ass to around number 12. Caleb Williams retains, though. I ain't worried about Caleb Williams. Uh, may not. They're not going to. Number four, no. I mean, if you, if you say number four, so you're telling me. That USC will be in the playoffs next season. No, uh, what I'm saying is, if, if I had to rank USC, honestly, they would be behind Ohio State, Alabama, move LSU back. They wouldn't be ahead of them. They'd be neck and neck, honestly. Penn State, Clemson. I'd put USC about a good. Right there with us, 10-11. Just because Caleb Williams has returned the Hobson Trophy winner. winner. And, Pac, and USC done a lot of things last year in the back 12. Yeah. I, I got them around like 12-ish, but I, I don't know. They're just one of them teams that the media is always obsessed with. And they never – like they, again, schedule's weak, and then they – I ain't going to – I'll say know. this. I won't roll out. I am not going to roll out. Say so USC – has a phenomenal year. I do not rule out a college football playoff push. Uh, I mean, if, if if oh, they'll be pushing it. The media will definitely be pushing it. Oh yeah, just uh, like Notre Dame. Notre Dame be pushing it too. They're, I mean. they're all about they're all about the Trojans. Any any California team, the ESPN's all about them. Uh, number three, crazy to me, 
I roll emojis for me. <laughs> Florida State. I saw Florida State wait number three, and I was like, what? Uh, that just shocked me. Like, I don't know, know too much about Florida State football at the moment. All I know is they've been on the downhill, and then I look at this, and it's like Florida State's ranked three going this year. Like, why? Yeah, I mean, they do return a lot, eight both sides of the ball. But we're, to me, we're in the same boat here as we are with USC. Um, just a bunch of media, media bias, hype. I don't necessarily hate Florida State, but just prove it. I'm sick of hearing about it. Just, just prove, just prove it if if you're that good. It's just, uh, just the media pumping them up, in my opinion. Um, Hey, what's up, Tori, on TikTok? We're on TikTok, too. I'm going to hit some of these comments before we get too behind. I'm way behind. Tim says he hates the new conference realignment. I remember the fun of NCAA and playing teams like Texas or Oklahoma in a bowl game when you haven't played them in 10 to 15 years. Well, Tori said he hopes what boat don't cancel tonight. If you're talking about the what boat graces, is a cloud in the sky that made they, the poly cancel? <laughs> They're getting worse than NASCAR anymore. JL says that's because Alabama can no longer buy everyone. Uh, I do agree with that. Mr. Jones says Big Ten just left the leftovers the SEC don't want. Tennessee crushed LSU on their home field. Yes, I was there, and that was awesome. Ralph says Saban may hate the NIL, but they still have the most NIL money available in the SEC, according to the last report I saw. Alabama had $204 million. Tennessee was fifth at 117 Which report was that, Ralph? Because the last one I seen, the only ones above Tennessee was Texas uh, and Texas A&M. Yeah, I never saw Because a, of oil money. I, Alabama, the last I one I've seen had Alabama way low. Yeah, I never saw Alabama with a high NIL. Yeah, the last one I seen on him, on Alabama, was like, Crazy low. Yeah, uh, Saban hates the NIL, and uh, yeah, just because he, he can't he can't keep up. Uh, Mr. Jones, he's old school. That's t- why tennis. Just no, I mean he is old school, but teams can do what he's been doing. Teams can legally do what he's been doing for a long time. I think is exactly <laughs> is why he hates that. Uh, Mr. Exactly. Jones, Tennessee should be ahead of every team they beat, especially since Bryce Young left Bama and is going to struggle. I do agree with that. Um, Bama rebuild just fine. It's it's Alabama. It's like Georgia, Alabama. They're going to rebuild just fine no matter what. Jones says, Vols go into Bama. They win big. Storm their field. Take their goalposts down and toss them in their sewer. I'll do it if you bail me out of jail. You can't spell suck without USC. Jamie says, what kind of fine is it going to be when we tear down Bama's goalposts? I don't know, but I will donate what little I have to to get that. Uh, let's see, that's that's too high for USC. They need to play a better defense. Kimberly says USC is sickening, and Caleb Williams a poor choice for Heisman. I do agree; he's not a great um, role model for kids. 
I do think Hennon Hooker wins the Heisman Trophy if he doesn't get hurt, though. If you don't mind, opinion, the Alabama fans ain't good role model for kids. Themselves. <laughs> that is very yeah, – they've, they've got a bucket list this year of uh, – Let's see. JL says, I think once this NCAA junk gets cleared up, Tennessee can can up the Yeah, I think I think I think once that that all of it is cleared up, Tennessee is really gonna start. And imagine that right now we're doing phenomenal. Like we are top of the line right now. Yeah. In NIL. Uh, we're, yeah, we're killing it. Uh, I know I know the volunteer club, they're the number one uh NIL you know, like initiative in the in the country. Yeah. Spire Sports. So, um, okay, number two, Michigan. I'm okay with Michigan. I like Jim Harbaugh. He does good things in Michigan. Uh, I will say this. For everybody watching, just so you know, Michigan is 11 wins away from being the – First team in college football to win 1,000 games. So when they win game number 10, just be ready for college game day to <laughs> ESPN to be up that ass that whole week that Michigan's going to win. God, their schedule games. is so bad, too. <laughs> it's so weak. But they bring back six starters in defense. Yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh, he'll have them there. Uh, Booger Boy is a true weirdo, but he can coach some football. Um, still can't believe that they didn't handle TCU in the playoffs. Um, like you said, return six offensive starters, seven defensive starters. Top five is, ty- is fine. I don't, I don't know about number two, but top five is, is a fair spot for Michigan. Then number one, we've got Georgia. What, 10, 13 starters? Which is more than what I thought it was, honestly. Yeah. Georgia did lose a lot, but Georgia's like Alabama. Look at, you can lose and rebuild no matter what. Yeah, you can't you can't argue this. Um, and the 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 defending roster, national champions. I mean, number one. Their roster is just full of, of four and five stars. Um, people want to make make noise about the the quarterback battle. You've got two five stars and a four star battling. Like the quarterback position is going to be fine. Uh, the vacuum cleaner he has to. I don't know. He has he has all the talent in the world to choose from. They're going to be fine. Um, their schedule this year is a cakewalk. Tennessee is the only team that should compete with them. Um, so yeah, you can't argue that. Um, it was a disgrace. They sent Stetson Bennett to New York and not Hendon Hooker. I do agree. Hendon Hooker should have been in New York. Um, Jacob from Facebook says we need to start a GoFundMe account for all the bailout money for when we beat Bama at Bama this year. I love it. JL says uh, Harbaugh can't win the big game. He couldn't in the NFL either. Let's see. All right. So uh, That's a valid point, though. It, that is. Um, it lost his brother in the Super Bowl. It's, it's a solid point. Hey. Hey, what's up, Steven? Thanks for the comment. I do believe Jim Harbaugh is made for college football over the NFL, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. He done good at San Francisco, though. I will never take that away. Um, but that's our opinion on the top 25 power rankings from ESPN. Let us know what you think, whether you're listening live right now or you listen to the 
the recorded show after we get off here. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about the 2023 NCAA college football rule changes. A little hint, we're not happy about it. Uh, stick with us. Give us some likes. Give us some shares. Give us some follows. We really appreciate it. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, The Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 387 1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865 363 8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. dreams about what your property could be whether it's driveways ponds septic new home construction or even forestry mulching let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true call premier excavation at 865-766-9408 you can also find us on facebook or instagram thank you for supporting small businesses that support you Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. So follow us in there. All right, and we're back. So talk about, you know, kind of what's going on. The NCAA Rules Oversight Committee has failed again. Uh, they've made new rules going into the 2023 college football season Um and we're also going to talk about maybe some uh, NCAA football video game controversy that's going on. Um, hopefully we are still live on Facebook because this is not updating. Hey, uh, are we still good on YouTube? 
Are we coming in clear? Somebody let us know. And if you're listening on Facebook, give us a thumbs up or something. I think YouTube has a five-hour time limit. So, um, so it's, a long, it's a long show day. We got we are live in like a big place right now. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here. Um, hopefully, we are still going good. It acts like we're paused on on the Ren Stream app. But rule number one: uh, calling back to back timeouts is officially. Um, outlawed. I love it. I do love it. I mean, nothing annoys me more than, I mean, just for me, like, even on TV, if I'm sitting in the stands and you call a timeout and then the kicker sets up and you call another timeout and then every time it's, they bring that little goalpost on the field and they say, we'll be back in two minutes and 45 seconds or whatever and I have to and just sitting there and just annoys me to death like I love it you don't have to do that it does take away I will say it does take away from like let's say a kicker setting up to kick you don't know if you're going to call timeout time, if you got like three timeouts and you called one already he don't know if you can call another or not he's going to kick it the same anyway so how many times we saw kickers kick the ball the same before the time when the timeout was called and then he kicks it the same I mean we've had a few too though that's kicked it you know they've got the timeout off but he kicks it and it's good and then misses the second one or it messes with you it, but it messes with you like uh, as a fan though sitting there like I don't know for, I like it I, I don't I don't like this rule I like the ice and the kicker um, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it adds so much to the game, adds excitement, adds anticipation. And I think it's dumb to take it away. Um, basically, all these rules are solely based on time. So they're punishing the game because they want the games to not take as much time. They're punishing the teams. They're punishing the action on the field. You know, I hate it. I, I don't like any changes like this whatsoever. Um, rule number two, not extending quarters. So basically this rule will make it so that a first or, a, you know, first or third quarter would not be extended on an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive play. So in that case, the down would be clocked into the next quarter. I really don't care that much about this. Um, to me, they're really, really reaching right here. Like they're reaching, like they're pulling their arm out of socket. They're reaching so hard right now. It's it's hard to uh, disagree with it. I mean, let's say it's the middle of the third quarter and there's a pass interference call. Then. The next next play is going to be a time play, you know. So, yeah, I just job security, I guess. But um, I hate this. Uh, thank you all for letting me know we're good on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Mr. Jones, they got a great point. They got to do something about fake injuries, uh, like make the player sit out the remainder of the quarter or at least. Yes, I mean we're talking about that first. Yeah, I mean if we're talking about wasting time and games taking too long i mean why not do something about players faking injuries the faking injury thing like 
court, Ole Miss has done it, but Ole Miss is not the only team to do it in college football. So many teams throughout the league does it. Like, you're in a big run, fake an injury. Hold everybody up, and you're going to lay there for two to five minutes at least. Killing time. Enough to let everybody regroup. I believe, myself, honestly, if you get injured, I think you should shut you you should set out at least the next until you get a first down. Yeah, I mean I, I agree too. I don't believe setting out the whole entire drive because that takes that takes everything like like let's say Hen and yeah, you don't want, yeah, Joe he, Milton was get hurt and he wouldn't and uh, he can come back in the next play after that. And you don't want him set out the entire series. I don't believe in that, but get a first down, bring him back. Make them be like, okay, yeah, okay, well, we'll have to go like three plays without him if we don't get a first down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, or, or they've got to use a timeout to get them back, you know, yeah. something to that extent. But that, that's a great point by Mr. Jones because they, they want to punish, you know, they want to punish, every, you know, the game for the time, and it's not the game's fault. I mean, number the rule number three, this is the worst one of all of them, running clock. So according to this rule, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside of two minutes of the half. Under the old rule, obviously, the game clock stopped when the team gained a first down, then the clock restarted when the offense was awarded the first down. I don't like it. It's the NFL rule, honestly. It is the NFL rule. I mean, NFL, you mm-hmm. get a first down, clock keeps running. That's how it's always been. NFL – and what's crazy about NFL, though, is they do that and the games are longer, but that's because they have more commercials and longer commercials. College, that's going to change up the whole entire strategy of how you play the game in college. It's going to set up like a typical NFL strategy because you're no longer playing like, okay, you get a first down. When the ball is placed on the ground and the referees call it, then the clock continues. Now it's going to be first down, they don't stop. That's a whole new ball game because college a lot of times comes down to time management. You run through time management. It don't matter if it's nine minutes, ten minutes to go in a game. You're doing time management through that game, especially that last four minutes of a game usually. That's a management drive situation, and it's just not for offense. It's for the – it's not not defense, I mean. It's for the offense too. Because if the offense gets that ball back, they got, okay, we can get a first down, and the clock's going to stop. That means we can run up, get a play going, and we can hike the ball, and we can go downfield. That ain't the case no more. Now you get a first down, and it's like, well, what do we do? Uh, timeout. Or we're going to have to like pull out some different strategy plays. No, no more like slant routes, post routes, and stuff like that or corner routes to get the out-of-bounds or to get the short coverage, you're going to have to play the long route. Yeah, I mean, to, they're, with this rule, they're, they're simply taking away what makes college football different than the NFL. Um, and they're ruining it, in my opinion. The problem isn't that the game's taking too long. The problem is that their damn commercials take too long. You know, at, after every kickoff, here comes the – the man with the time clock, you know, five minutes, four and a half minutes, whatever. I mean, that the, the 
commercial is the problems, but they don't care about that. It's all about the commercial money. So just sacrificing the game people love, the players, you know, every, they're sacrificing everything just for the sake of commercials. I do agree with Luke. I, uh, do, I do agree with Luke, but the way I see it is commercials do bring in the money. They bring in the everything. Like without commercials, without advertisement, without seat – without seeing WVIK on a Knoxville TV station at least. Like, you ain't going to have the money to do a – or an all-state commercial. You ain't going to have the money to put on this football game. Well, I mean, that, so I understand the commercial aspect. but Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but just, just leave the game alone or charge more <laughs> charge more for commercial, you know, time, if, if, if that's the issue. But don't take away everything that makes college football college football. Just, just to make the game shorter, when the actual game is not what's making the game long. It's your commercials that's making the game long. Oh, this hurts Tennessee bad too, because you're going to have these teams that that love to milk the clock, and they're just. I mean, you got you get like a Nick Saban or something. I mean, that's all he's going to do is just sit there and just and just milk the clock, and, and they're they're not going to want to give Tennessee the football. So I, I really do. I hate this. Um, let us know in the comments what what you all think about that. Um, let's see. Let's, let's before we get in the next subject. Let's let's read some of these comments. Um, what are they saying on TikTok? We've been kind of ignoring them. We have to do a separate a separate oh. platform. Oh, we could do, we could always do that. Let's see. Hey, what's up, Terry? That's a whole lot simpler. Oh, hey, T what's up, man? TJ, TJ's on there. Hey, TJ. What's up, TJ? Hey, we're we're trying. They. Uh, they won't let us do a third-party stream with, with TikTok for whatever reason, some sort of TikTok issue. So we just got y'all on a random a random phone over there, so you're kind of getting ignored. We've been talking to somebody from China all week, and we're not kidding either about that ordeal. Hey, uh, what's up, Frank? Thanks thanks for joining, man. Frank, Frankie in there? Mm-hmm. What did he say? Uh, high school is just as bad when you're a high-paced high team against someone that's not – going to use it early in the season um then he said he agreed he agreed uh, with me it's part of the game it's clutch moments for football mr jones just to have to get out of bounds and stop the clock yeah i just don't want to have to like why change it It actually helps Tennessee because the defense will not have to be out there as long. The offense goes fast regardless. Uh, it don't help the defense if the offense can just just sit there and just just keep running it and running it and running it. What's that comment about? Uh, how that would hurt teams or, or Tennessee. If, uh, like you have like a Nick Saban, like the offense coordinator he brought in. Like they're pro style, they're just gonna. I mean, the the continuous clock run is gonna help them because they're just gonna. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna want to give Tennessee the ball back, so they're just gonna sit there and just run it out. Yeah, that that that, um, that that's what I worry is, the game's gonna be a lot, and that's what they want. They want the game to be faster, because yeah. people's attention spans nowadays is uh, sorry, but it's focused on fifteen second TikToks or. 15-minute YouTube highlights. A lot of people nowadays have cut the cord, and if you cut the cord from cable and you don't want to watch 
cable TV, then you don't have access to football, basketball, baseball. And then you watch a 15-minute highlight video on YouTube of the game. And it's getting it's, it's going it's going to get to a point to where like sports is in trouble at the moment. I mean, they're making more money than ever, but 10, yeah, they're, 10 they're, years from now, I don't know what sports is going to be just because people keeps cutting the cord. Yeah, they're sacri- they're sacrificing the game for their own their own benefit and and it's, it's like it's not the game's fault. It's it's you all being money hungry, and I mean that—that's what the problem is. It, it was like what I was talking the other day about it. Uh, as at the uh, lily pad, Bowie, just talking, and uh, like my buddies is like, yeah, I don't have cable TV no more. I have Netflix, I have Hulu, and then they added everything up. And he's like, well, I'm paying two hundred and fifteen bucks a month in subscription services. But you cut the cord from cable TV, so you have no access to sports or nothing no more. And they're like, and then they're the ones that's, and that Frankie and Austin, like, is watching this, like, they can watch my account all they want to. I don't care. But for anybody else, my buddies will be like, hey, can I use your YouTube TV? Can I use your ESPN Plus to watch these sports games? And I'm like, no. You cannot. <laughs> you want to watch it. You you pay for that seventy five bucks for the cable subscription. You watch it your own self. <laughs> yeah, everything's changing. Um, apparently, there's a protest, a boycott from college football players, uh, the College Football Players Association. The video game every college football fan has been begging for. Um, NCAA football was supposed to be released last year. Hell, I went and bought a, a brand new PS5 just just for you know just for the release. Well, actually, that would be this year, um, but they delay it um, after announcing it would be it would make its debut in 2022. But the last time we saw this game was when 2014. And uh, so basically, all this is is instead of playing like with number seven for the Tennessee Volunteers. You would actually be playing with Joe Milton, so which is awesome, you know. Plus, for example, Joe Milton would be paid for his, just his name, what he looks like, and his likeness, and people like you know how much he's liked. Um, man, so the College Football Players Union is a current is currently advising players to boycott the game. So we have controversy once again. This this may go in the next statement that we got in the paper, but I don't believe until I see it officially, I do not believe we're going to have a college football or basketball game again. It's just the you know, they want money, and we, when you give when you give them money, they want more money. And I understand you want to be paid for your rights, but what I think you should do, honestly, is uh. You just do like it did you used to, do. like put 2014. Well, we'll go back to 2010. Colt McCoy, Texas, or whatever. Don't put him on the game by name. Just put him on the game, but it's put his rating on the game. But don't put like his face, his name, or anything like that. 
that's what you should do. But you got also, you also got universities holding out for it too. It's not just a player thing; it's a university thing. Like you got like I think like ten, eleven universities holding out at the moment. Notre Dame's one of them, I think. Clemson's one of them. Like if college football was come out with a game tomorrow, I would play that game. I played a lot of video games in my life, but that game. Is number one. Oh, all time. it's it's awesome. I mean, Madden has nothing on it. Uh, Madden, ba- no. Basically, each player will get five hundred dollars, and then the game would use their name and their image. But it's not gonna. They don't want that. And if it's not gonna work that way, then you got to figure out a solution because it's not just. And and thing is, is most of these players that are holding out, they're, they're holding out because the what they're told to. Well, they want money, but deep down, every single one of them players, from the fans to the people just sitting here like me and you, want that game back more than yeah. any video game they are. That was the game right there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's plenty. Like, it's impossible to get well, – I shouldn't say impossible, but, man, if you get each individual player from each team, I mean – and then you've got to calculate how much each each of them are, you know, worth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there should probably be some incentive. Like, if you're a Heisman Trophy candidate, you should probably get more than the place kicker at UTEP. You know, but like. But, but how do you gauge players on the team? Because you can't you can't like put. A right. Slight, that's you, what I'm saying. Not for everybody, you, but like I think like if you're on the cover, I think you should get more. You know, than the cover. Yes. Yeah, but like. But say you like Central Florida as a as a. Uh, Let's say you're a cornerback for Central Florida and you're a cornerback for Tennessee. How do you say that you deserve to make more money than quarterback cornerback for Central Florida? That's the, that's the problem yeah, going on at the moment. Yeah, that, that's, that's the problem. And the, For me, man, like, as a player. It makes you look lower, and then players yeah. in college do not want to look lower. As a player, I would be fine. With, if I was on a video game, put me on there for free. I mean, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that was – I mean, back before all this NIL stuff, that was all – that was all the kids' dream was like, hey, or part of their dream, yeah. Was you know, I, I want to be on a video game, and I mean, it's estimated the NFL players get between seventeen and twenty-eight thousand dollars a piece, obviously for um, for being on Madden, and I mean, they can't. I don't think they can do that. Um, Matt, I mean, college can't. I mean, college can't do that. I mean, no. Madden's different league, like NFL, like NFL is like. I love college. Luke loves loves college. I love the NFL as much as next as anybody. Like like I watch the NFL solely on Sunday, like one o'clock until NBC goes off at one o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there watching NFL and NASCAR, but both of them. But uh, Luke's doing the same. But college football and football in the football world is where it is at. Yeah, it's, there's nothing like college football. Not, even going back to the rule changes, like quit, quit messing with it. Just leave it. <laughs> but the NFL thing with the video game is college football may be for us. Like college football is the elite level. Yeah. But NFL is worldwide. It's not just a, like a America. Yeah, it's, I mean, not, you, it's not America. You've got them going overseas and everything to put, you know, so. Yeah, you go looking at TV ratings. You got like, oh, we got like. Then you've got their two jer- million people got, watching the Ravens game in Australia. You got like, jersey sales, and you know, like it's, yeah. it's totally different. Um, so, I mean, what what do you think the solution is? 
I don't know if there is a solution, to be honest with you. I don't know if they can work out a solution. I hope they do. I really do hope they do. We're closer now than we was, but I still feel like we were very like long distance apart from getting it completed. Yeah. Like wait, last year, I thought we was pretty close there for a minute, and then it just like as time went on, yeah, I, things come out and things got done, and it just that's how, that's how yeah. It went. For me, like it's it's simple. If like if you don't want to opt in and get your five hundred dollars, then pass it up. Um, I say you make it that simple. Do you want $500 and do you want to be on a video game or do you just, you know, still have the, have them make the video game but your name's not on it and you're, you know, they're st- still going to look like you, they're still going to play like you, but your just n- name's not going to be on there. So um, well, the name, the they're going to wear the same number as the, you. The name was never on the past video games. Yeah. so Like, like Denard Robinson in 2014 when he was on it with Michigan, his name wasn't on it. Yeah, I mean, t- to me it's that simple. Like if – if you want five hundred dollars, we'll put your name on a video game. If you don't want five hundred dollars, then your name's not going to go on there, but it's going to look just like you and it's going to play just like you. Yeah. Like it's, to me, to me, it's that simple. Um, do they get this worked out? I don't. I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know. Right now, I mean, it's up in the air. Like, I really hope they do because listen, I, I'll play Madden, but Madden. Madden's always been a boring, like, like I ain't gonna say boring because I do play Madden a lot, but Madden's always been one of those games like it's you just want to play. College football was one of those games you are gonna play. Yeah, like you're gonna play that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like I, I'm kind of iffy, but I think they do get it worked out. I think they better get it worked out, but I. Th- I and until I see until I see it announced officially, I don't believe it. I've already announced it officially twice, <laughs> and I still didn't believe it both times. And I told I told you that the last time I said I did but, not believe it. I mean, I, I think they're st- I think they're so far in the process that they're gonna make something work. I even think if teams don't want to do it, I I can't remember they had a list of the teams that that didn't want to do it. Clemson, Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, there's like 11, 12, 13, 14 of them or whatever. Then hell with them. Like, don't put them on the game. You know what I mean? Like, okay, then your team's not going to be featured, and that's going to hurt recruiting, I dis- and it's going to hurt I, dis- every- I disagree with that. Because uh, if you want to have a college football game, I, for myself, I want every team on there. But I would rather have – I would rather have a game. Like, you remember when they used to put the FCS teams on there? Yeah. Like – You'd have Tennessee Tech. You'd have Samford University, not Stanford, Samford University, NCANT. You'd have Yale, Harvard, yeah, but Princeton. You'd did you ever Texas. play with them though? I did. I did. <laughs> I go. I I take the. I take them to like. I'd put. I'd go to start the season. I'd like switch them like Division One, One A, and I'd be like, I'm playing with Princeton all season. Uh, for me, I would rather have a game without Clemson and Notre Dame, and then I would just not having a game at all. I would rather have an NCAA 2023, 20, 2024. There's nothing like with, taking. With Tennessee on there and playing all the SEC. I don't think any SEC teams are against it. There's nothing like taking the worst ranked team in college football video game, like New Mexico State or UTEP or I don't even know, like Miami, Ohio, ranked 128th in the nation and taking them and 
just winning every game and winning a national championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like the mascots personally. Uh, but greedy people, man. Um, I don't know. That's what's wrong with the world, I guess. Uh, you ready to do this giveaway? Yeah, we got the giveaway going on. Uh, Let's if, see. If you're in TikToker, is it TikTok or Facebook both? Or? TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. I'm not seeing any. We're on Twitter as well, but I'm not seeing any Twitter comments, if there even is any. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok right now are the three that, that we are uh I guess streaming from. We're about to do a giveaway. Let's see. Kimberly asked earlier uh, about the rule change. Do you think this rule will create more spikes of the ball? I agree. Uh, I do. You're gonna I do. have I do. to. I don't think it will. Um, but then again, if it's if it if it's inside two minutes, then the clock's still gonna do what it used to do. So maybe maybe not. Um, Jacob says 100,000 plus seats, 250 a ticket. If you're not a season ticket holder, it's plenty of money for the school. They got money. Uh, Mr. Jones, we just got to stop the run, which we are good at undergoing. Yes, we're very good at stopping the run. Um, let's see. Mr. Jones said it would be cool if Madden had an ADD on. SEC to play NFL versus SEC matchups. You know, for, that's funny. For the longest time, like 10 years ago, I was like, what would happen if Alabama faced Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? Like, what would happen? Who would win that game? <laughs> that was like the biggest like fantasy 10 years ago. Like, who, who would win that game? Like, nobody would ever know, but it was a it's a dang good question. I, I would say, man, some of the some of them Alabama teams back in the day could have gave some NFL teams all they wanted. Um, that right. 2012 NFL, I mean Alabama team, daggum. Yeah, it was elite. <laughs> it was elite. Um, I love doing giveaways, um, but we're gonna do this weekly, hopefully. Um, we're looking for we're looking for sponsorships, so we haven't really branched out much, but we've got we actually got our uh, weekend recap took care of last night. But we need someone for our giveaway and then our weekly interviews, and we're getting some really good interviews with with great Tennessee players. We've got former players uh, coming on as well. We've got coaches that might be coming on, so. We're needing we're needing uh, some sponsors for for them too, but again, I'm gonna do a give a giveaway per week. The plan is to have some live shows weekly, along with our pre-recorded shows. We have to figure out a punishment though. I forgot about that. A punishment. Yeah, because when we do our predictions, when football season starts. We've got to have a punishment for the loser. I mean, we more than likely we know it's going to be Spanky, which, by the way, he just got bonded out of jail today. And married. Um, so not – but – He's married, got out of jail. 
What what punishment are we talking here for kidding the way? Let us know in the comment who um what what should the the loser have to do? Um you know, whoever comes in last place for the the predictions, our college football predictions. So we do some NFL games. Are, are, are we doing this week by week, or are we doing this in the season? I don't know. I think it would be funny to do it week by week. I mean, we can do it week by week because I'm going to be number one. And I'm going to beat that ass all year. It don't matter. But. I mean, I, I got confidence in you beating Spanky. I don't know about the Vol Daddy though. I'll beat the Vol Daddy and Spanky both. I'm the undisputed <laughs> champion over here. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Ronnie, thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. Ronnie, let, it, Ronnie, let, us, let us know what we need to do right here. Ronnie says sing karaoke while getting tased with a stun gun. <laughs> I can sing karaoke. I don't know about the stun gun. <laughs> Dalton says Waffle House Challenge. You're going to have to – you know what that is? I mean, uh, Inf inform us, Dalton, because I'm not sure. I've been to Waffle, Waffle House, House a lot and late, light, late nights, so – yeah, I love Waffle House. Franklin says one chip challenge. That's definitely kind of been a been a thing. I kind of want to do something different though. Uh, Jesse says, "God, I wish Coach Chris was still here. He would have loved. It. Yes, he would have. He would have definitely been on the show. We've got some good ones though. Um, Charlie Garner is coming on the show." Um, so that, that that's a huge name. Um, we've had talkings with Jay Graham to be on the show. So got got some good ones. Craig Colquitt met him today. Um, Super Bowl champion. Obviously, everybody knows his, his sons. Um, Dustin. He, he, may, he may he may be on the show here. So. Yeah, he may be on the show. He he he's talked about wanting to come on. So you never know. Uh, let's see. Let me go. Ugh. I forgot my mouse and I'm struggling. We're so unprepared here, folks. Like we, we done just, better than I thought we was going to do, though. We done we done pretty good for some old Morgan County folks. Dalton says loser spends 24 hours at Waffle House and you shed an hour off for every waffle you can eat. Oh, I do like that one. I'm writing. I'm writing that one down. What is it? What is it? I, hell, I might lose on purpose, Dalton. Let me see that pen over there. What is it? Like, what's the challenge? Uh, you got to go to Waffle House. You got to spend 24 hours there. And then for every waffle you can eat, you get an hour. It took off that 24 hours. Uh, I'm I, writing that down. I could do that. I could do that. I, I bet I could. I can pound down some waffles, I bet. You want to bet? I, Corbin, Wait. I know I can out eat you. <laughs> I can out drink you. I don't know about that. Let's see. Loser has to sing the fight song of their most hated rival. Notre Dame. Uh, do you like that one or no? Notre Dame. You that's, do like that's that? A, that's one? a good one. I'm gonna I, write that one down too. Does Notre Dame have like a damn like they even have a song to sing or something like that? I have no idea. I Rudy. guess I guess I could hum it. Just, I could hum you gotta, it. All. You, you got to quote the Rudy. <laughs> Let's see. Wayne Starn says should play for ten. You daddies. That's when you look at the loser, 
and say, who beat that ass? They have to answer you, Daddy. <laughs> Area. Jesse says the loser has to do the next episode with a Tim's unit that turns on at random times. <laughs> with a what? A Tim's unit. I don't know what that is. I think it's like the thing that, that shocks you or whatever. Am I wrong here? That's some that's some kinky that's some kinky stuff. I yeah, think. Jesse's in Jesse's into the kink. Uh, Dalton, the real question is, what would your approach be? Like, what would you shoot for at Waffle House? <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. I like that one a lot. I don't know. We could do the Waffle House one. I like the Waffle House. So you House set that for 24 hours unless you eat 24 waffles. Mister says you got to sing the song at the Waffle House. <laughs> it's a double, double whammy. So do you think we should do a weekly? We'll do a weekly. Weekly loser. We'll do, we'll do a weekly. What we will do? We'll do a weekly loser. We'll do like a. How many picks you want to do each week? Ten. I will, yeah, we'll pick like the top. Top ten. We'll, we'll pick like the top college football games and probably pick. Uh, I don't know a couple NFL games or something. We might go like twelve or. I don't know something like that. JC says you are right. He is into the kink. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so any more any more suggestions for uh, for the the punishment? If not, we're gonna go ahead and do this giveaway. We've been on for. Where did that go? I just seen, oh, two hours and 31 minutes. It's a long show this week. Long show. But we are at the beautiful Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase. Yeah, it, it is packed. It's been steady nonstop. People flowing through. Tennessee players over there, they got line backed up. About for every one of them over there getting an autograph. Let's say it's 2.15. So, yeah, there's still, there's still about three hours left here. If y'all, any of y'all around Pigeon Forge, I would come to the Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase at the Smoky Mountain Convention Center. It's free. To, it's a free free, free, free entry, and uh, ten dollars to get an autograph. Yeah, you, you get an autograph of anything you want, personal, or you can just have them sign like a picture for you and like a like a picture you can autograph and take a picture with them. I mean. Got just counting former players. Many helmets of every team you could think of. College NFL got full-size NFL helmets. I see some college helmets, too. Playing cards, footballs. Uh, well, they got Patrick Mahomes' autograph over there for sale. Yeah, there's a ton, like, of, yeah. a ton of stuff going on. Jesse says we should put the punishment in a hat and draw it out. That is a good idea, too. That's a great idea. Because we could just come like up with a bunch. That's a good idea because you don't know what you're going to expect. Like, you may be able to get, like, the weakest punishment or you could get, like, the worst punishment. Like, I like that idea. We need some weakens and we need some goodens. Like, I want to know if my ass is going to be whooped the next day <laughs> or I'm going to go in. I'm going to get a pretty easy one. Yeah, we definitely got to record the, the punishment as well. All right, man, we might have... Not 100%. We might have DJ Jefferson, Tennessee basketball player, coming on. If we do, we might go We might go re-live or something. Uh, but he's got a pretty big line over there. He is supposed to come on. 
Franklin says, spin the wheel of punishment. That's pretty good, too. We could, yeah. we could definitely get this. Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, just, we'll get some sort, of, yeah, some sort of game wheel and just rewrite. I tried out for Wheel of Fortune one time. They wouldn't take me. Sad. I went to Ashland instead. <laughs> they, had, they had a Ashland show and a Wheel of Fortune show set up beside each other that day. Different buildings. And I was like, I'm going to try a Wheel of Fortune. They like, yeah, you can't have any show. And I was like, well, screw you. I'm going to go watch Ashland. <laughs> All right. So let's hit them with a, uh, Ronnie says, Wheel of Disfortune. <laughs> Ronnie, got a, Ronnie and Frankie's got them going on right now. They, they got it going. Uh, but I like the, the Waffle House challenge. Um, is the is the best. We'll do this. The first punishment we'll ever do will be the Waffle House Challenge. And then we'll take Frankie and Ronnie's idea of doing drawing or spinning to determine what the punishment is. That's a good idea. That's a dang good idea. <laughs> I know I'm not going to lose, so it's going to be Luke all the time. It's going to be Spanky. I don't, the Vol Daddy don't lose. Spanky, he ain't even here. I know, we can't get count on Spanky. He is waiting in line at the next gentleman's club to get indoors. He said, they open at 5.30, I'm first in line to get in. Yeah, I heard he was at Club Club XYZ tonight. I, I heard he got married this morning. He did get married, yeah. His, his he old, got arrested too. His old lady bonded him out of jail and straight <laughs> straight to the courthouse, baby. Straight to the courthouse, going to marry him, and he's going straight to the gentleman's club. Yeah, I reckon... Uh, I reckon they're gonna have a baby too. He's doing it all in one day. Oh, he's just. Make, I appreciate you, Spank. I appreciate you. You're doing everything for us over here. That jail time has really got to him. He's, he's lonely, baby. <laughs> Nobody done jail time like Spanky has. <laughs> Jesse says, "Luke, sorry I didn't make it to the 49ers. Yeah, you really let me down on that one, buddy. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, so let's do this giveaway." Corbin is going to check the TikTok comments. I'm going to check the the YouTube and Facebook comments. The first one that comes through that we see, you will be the winner of. Forgot what always even. I know we got a we got a Tony Vitello signed baseball. We've got hats. We've got uh, NFL cards, MLB cards, decals, koozies, all in there. So. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Ronnie says she wouldn't bond him out if he didn't agree to marry her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they find a way to get what they want. All right, so here's the question first one to comment wins. Prior to Tony Vitello, when was the last time that Tennessee baseball went to the College World Series? Very easy question. Prior to Tony Vitello, when was the last time that Tennessee baseball went to the College World Series? Hopefully it's working. It's 96 is wrong. Prior to Tony Vitello, 95 is wrong. Thank you for the comment, Wayne. Who was the last prior Tennessee to manager to go to the College World Series before t t Tony Vitello? 1995 is what wrong. Year? 
prior to Tony Vitello, when was the last time Tennessee baseball went to the College World Series? Dalton got it. It's 2005. So congratulations, Dalton. Let me find, let me find what all was in there. Mm, so congratulations, Dalton. I cannot find that paper. I'm unprofessional. There it is. All right, so Dalton wins two Volunteer Club koozies, a Tony Vitello decal, a Volunteer Club decal, a pack of first edition 1891 to 1990 Tennessee football cards. He wins a hat a pack of Panini Select draft pick NFL cards. Uh, he wins a Vol Daddy decal that he better put on like his front windshield of his vehicle. And Dalton wins a Tony Vitello signed baseball. So I think Dalton is at the beach or on his way to the beach. So we will have that ready for you. And uh, we'll keep that Tony V baseball in good hands. Let's see, we've got five. My son is named after Pat Summit. His name is Summit. Do you all care to give him a shout out? We are from Asheville, North Carolina. What's the name on it? Uh, Fireman's wife. Hey, what's up, Summit? That's an awesome name, man. Awesome name. Congratulations. Hey. Yeah, legend. Hey, You're hey. named after a legend. Yep. One of the greatest coaches in the history of sports. Big shoes to fill, but that, that is awesome. Uh, I've, I've named some some animals after uh, Tennessee people, but I never got to name, name a kid, so that's very cool. So thanks for watching, Summit. All right, 100% that decal will be prominently displayed. I love it. All right, y'all. Well, if we – we didn't expect this many people to be here, so um, we've got players lined up. Not sure if we're going to get to them, though, because their line is very long. So we're going to try our, try our best. We might end up coming back on here and, and going live again. But thank you all for watching. I hope it uh, wasn't too horrible. Turn your, turn your uh, Facebook notifications on, TikTok notifications on, Twitter on for us, YouTube. Just turn all the not any social media platform you're watching us on right now, turn the notifications on because you never know when we may go live. we got Tennessee football players every week. We have a weekly interview with a current Tennessee football athlete. Football, right now it's football season. Next basketball will be basketball season. We'll have the basketball on. Baseball next season, we'll have base, baseball on. We can't do it right now. They're pretty busy at the moment. But like today, we'll have random ones too. You don't know. We may have DJ Jefferson come over here in just a minute. And he may do a live interview with, and uh, may sit down with us for 20 minutes. And uh, if you want to hear DJ Jefferson, and if you want to ask him some questions in live chat during that interview, Put turn them notifications on, and you can ask DJ Jefferson or anybody that we get to come over here from Tennessee football or athletics right here. Yep, you got Dylan Sampson here. You've got Jalen Wright here. Like you said, DJ uh, Jefferson. You've got Abby Eckler, which is volleyball player, but that's uh, that's Coach Eckler's daughter, outside linebacker, special teams coach. Got Craig Colquitt here. I mean, a lot of big names. So. Yeah, we appreciate y'all for, for listening, and I hope, hope it wasn't too bad, but, but thank y'all.